Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. This week, we're traveling about 13 years to WWE. We're going to visit the Great American Bash. But before we get there, joining me is a well-famous Terry Fish. Terry, how are you doing? Yes, I thank you. <laughs> Good. Feeling, feeling a bit out, bit out of water today. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Really good. All right. I was going to just absolutely know so that, but before we was recorded, we always have a chat. It's probably the only time we, we speak to each other. Really, okay, it, yeah. it, we, we don't actually seri- like. We don't actually like each other off the show. Um, in somewhat serious terms as well, because this morning we've just been sending horrendous gifts of our faces to each other yeah. on, on top of other gifts. Well, Terry Peters um, decided to say a story about how he once had salmon for breakfast and then christened himself Terry Fish. <laughs> Last week I was Terry Sheep and this week I'm Terry Fish. <laughs> so there we go. Terry, joining me is a world famous Terry Fish. As long as you're, as long as you're, how's your week been, Terry? I would just like to uh wish one of my former favorite clubs a good well i say a good a rest in peace as it was shut down this week the old welly club where we spent many a night in there where i was once sick on the dance floor in there once put my shoe through the dance floor got my shoe stuck in the dance floor and it was <laughs> good stuff you put my foot... stuck in the dance floor. Yeah, because I put my foot yeah. through the dance floor and I tried to pull my my shoe my foot out and my, foot, <laughs> my shoe got stuck in the hole <laughs> Was that um, by any chance then bag and the trainers used to wear all the time? No, it wasn't. It was like some grey high tops I had. Really? I, think, I think the sole like partly ripped as well when I pulled it out. Yeah. Great it time. Just, it was just really stammered to the beam and put his foot through the <laughs> And then like say I was one, once they're up on the dance floor as well. Well, there we and go. I remember that's where Lou introduced me to tequila. I almost threw up in the recycling bin. So... Maybe it's a good job it's closed then. And it, used have, two Peters out. <laughs> and it used to have a shed on the dance floor. So have you ever been and, and not thrown up or what, destroyed the dance floor? Um, yeah, a few times. I've destroyed my dignity a lot in there, but there's not a lot of that. There wasn't a lot of that when I walked in, to be honest. Then. So. There we go. But Terry. yeah, if you are listening from home and you went to Welly, rest in peace. Rest in peace, well, and to the owner of Wally, um, I am sorry that um, you've got to witness Terry Fish at his finest. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, and joining me as well is Lou Markham. Lou, how are we doing? 
Uh, not good, Russ. Not good. Not good. Why not? Uh, we've had a one-star review on our one-star review. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it out now. Have we? Who by? This podcast is totally unfair and biased. It does not give a good opinion, and I can't. That's an AEW here. fan then. Who's that from? I can't pronounce the username, but it's spelled J double F J double R E double T. Outrageous! I can't believe that you had me uplands into that. You had me as well. Oh uh, yeah. Is <laughs> me checking checking iTunes now to make sure we don't have a one star review? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Oh. But, but if you, know, you are listening, don't please don't do that as a joke because we need those five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, call yourself J double T. Just give us five stars. <laughs> Outrageous! You know what I mean? He, he come on before the again before the show before we hit record. He comes and says, oh, "I've got some, I've got some feedback. I'll get into it later on." Real solemn look on his face. Goes and pulls that bloody stunt. Do you know what else I've just remembered about Welly? Just on a side note, do you remember when, when we went Lou and Dan was not Willie around for God's Yeah, sake. no, but this is a great story that involves Lou. <laughs> do you remember when Dan Lassat was throwing grapes into your mouth? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his um his famous solo tour. It's better than Jeff Jarrett's one star review. In fact, I think half the people who turn into that gig are on this podcast. <laughs> and, and I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was still was... a great gig, and I hope he, I hope he doesn't listen and, and how's that day because it was it was a fun fun evening. But there we go. I look like a Mick Foley as well with my uh, flannel shirt on. Yeah, I mean, you're both big flannel shirt wearers, if I'm honest. For it's, just a, it's, it's a comfy garment. Yeah, you, you, great hey, stuff, isn't it? Flannel shirt. You've got at least eight on you, yeah, at least, yeah, um, yeah. Some, uh, yeah, some are checked, some are plain. Polka dots, polka dots, dusty yeah. roads, isn't he? Oh, well, there we go. Get into the feel for what's coming up. Mm. Yeah, join us later on. Right then, have we got any more? Our topic is, our topic is join us later on. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said join us later on, not join. Later on. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's That's in. What kind of wrestling around? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the American dream, death the road. <laughs> You're a disgrace, man. Oh, outrageous. But rest in peace. Yeah, rest in yeah, yeah. peace. The roads. Um, but right then, if we're going to stop your shenanigans, any more, any more club nights or final shares you want to talk about? Any more fake reviews, low? I've got some real reviews. Go on, then. I, got, I, I won it was about 10 weeks ago. Um, we, I put a picture up of the three of us on the rest on Instagram. And the feedback was that Terry's head looks like a white chocolate orange. Simple, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. He's, he's yeah. Not his bald head and his mustache and his glasses just makes him look like a. I think the real the real crime of of this quarantine that we've been in and, and like the lockdown is uh, it's Terry Peters now Karen haircut. <laughs> <laughs> They're open again, man. Go get it cut. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, just grow it out. Grow it out. It's easier. Easy that way. We're all long now. Look at that. It is, literally goes right down to his chin. Looks very emo. Very emo right now. Yeah, he does. Very like yeah. early 2000s emo. Again, for the... is what you look like in the early 2000s. <laughs> this is what I look like from about year five to about year nine. No, not even year nine. Till I was about nineteen. <laughs> I had a, I had a haircut very similar to this. There we go then. It's it's true. That I can confirm. The only thing that it needs now is it needs to be like, you know, when it was like spiked out at the back. So they had the fringe. Pretty much at the back is a two spiked outlet. 
<laughs> but he should have a pretty significant rat tail. So. I don't know. It's, it's, gr- it's growing. To be fair, That's kind of when upset. it gets longer at the sides, it starts flicking out like that as well. It's all yeah. weird. It gets really weird and goofy. Yeah. So yeah, I could yeah, have also, a side tail. Yeah. A side there we go then. Two sides. But it's, yeah, That's it's weird then because you know people saw the pictures of us in in Latvia before we started recording this, and he was completely bald and had a mustache. It was just the, <laughs> just, the chance of the transformation is quite. Yeah, he's, he doesn't need his glass anymore. Yeah, the transformation has been quite remarkable. Yeah. So what you, yeah, that's what lockdown does to people. Tell you, Peter, this is his moustache has slipped down his face. Moustache <laughs> <laughs> fell off. His hair's grown back. Not everywhere, but yeah. it's grown back a little bit. Yeah. But enough of Tay Peters and his white chocolate orange head. Tay Peters, Tay Fish. Sorry, Tay Fish. As he's christened himself. This is what are we in now? Like three minutes in, this feels absolute chaos. Um, oh, it's a lot longer than that. We've been going for at least 20 minutes now. Seven minutes in. Yeah. but we're going right enough of that the wrestling this is why people are here I hope we're going to Great American Bash 2007 so uh, this is I think I just stopped watching before this Lou had you seen it before I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> right. right, there we go then Great I, remember, I remember some of it I don't remember what parts of it I think I might have just stopped halfway through there's one match that I particularly remember but I think I might have just been a highlight on Smackdown you know now I think about it Right. With the Great American Bash, I'm pretty sure I was always free on, on Sky Sports. I don't yeah, think I, I can't think why I went to watch it, because this is in between me finishing school and not being in college yet, so I was off. I've definitely never seen it, and if it was free on Sky, I would have watched it. Yeah, I've, I I've never it, seen it before, it must so have I changed can't help but feel as though it wasn't on free. It must have been box office. It must have been. 2006 was definitely free on Sky. Yeah, it was. I don't I know why this one was. But they went to that time, didn't they, where they just started charging for everything? Oh, yeah, they did change the contract, didn't they? It might have been around this time. They had, yeah, to, pay for, they had uh, to pay for all of them for a bit, yeah. Uh, maybe that's what it was, though. That's why no one knows when we watched it. Yeah. yeah. Tay Peters, you've obviously not seen it before. Were you excited? Yeah, I was in, I was intrigued to see what, what was awaiting us. Um, whether whether I enjoyed it, some of it or not, is another story, but I enjoyed most of it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it, then. All right, let's get started. This is the Great American Bash. 2007. So it was on July 22nd at the HP Pavilion in San Jose, California. There's a total of 13,000 people there. Lou, HP Pavilion. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know this comes everywhere. You shouldn't have been prepared now. This is every week. Go I know. Like, like, you go to Peter's first. And then I'll come, come back we'll to have me. your segment of food finding. I my segment of christening myself with a new stupid name. Yeah, Terry Fit. Yeah, that's that's the new gimmick every week. You like John Morrison, so you have a new name every week. This <laughs> week so it happens to be Terry Fish. He has a he has a new gimmick in this actually, doesn't he? His paper. They do heavily mention that. As we, as we'll get to later yeah. on. This was a not a brand specific pay per view that got rid of that earlier in the year. I think it was like Good the man. April time. Pizza factory. Well, there you go a, then. Got a pizza factory, launch test kitchen, chicken. Yeah, it seems like there's quite a good variety here. Classic American arena. That's what we all want. Oh, it's got a club. Yeah. A club? Was it like a nightclub? Oh, it's just a club level, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, several clubs. Got a club level. Carving station. All right, yeah, this place looks all right. Let's go. Well, this is legit. So there you go. If you're in San Jose, California, go to the HP Pavilion for something. Yeah, I believe it's Toasted WrestleMania, isn't that one? Was this that one? No, maybe something else. It didn't seem big enough, or maybe an early one. Uh, no, I mean, no, I'm thinking of the duck pan. This is the Shark Tank. Right. 
Right, there we go then. Um, San has a shark's play there. It's not just a random name. Right, makes sense now. I thought it could maybe look like a shark tank. I think it does, doesn't it? It looks a bit glassy on the outside. Yeah, it's now called the Sap Center. Hey. Um, yeah, that's all. I've, oh, it's got an ATM. Oh, well, good. Um, <laughs> anybody who's worried about maybe getting money out <laughs> and think that's the reason I'm not going. Yeah. Can confirm there is an ATM there. <laughs> yeah. It's got wheelchair, it's wheelchair accessible. Oh, thank God for that. Got all, all of you mean. And um, due to safety, I don't know why they've had to put this announcement on, but due to safety concerns, segways are not permitted inside the Sam Center in San Jose. So it's quite clearly gone out of segway. There must have been an incident. What, 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 do you, yeah, what do you think happened? <laughs> There's so much just rolled in on a segway, aren't they? And... So a, a segway is the one with the handle, isn't it? I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking of the ones, what are they, called, are they called swagways? You know the ones with oh. Yeah, fuck those little shits. The little right. hoverboard thing. Yeah, when I was like, oh, the hoverboard. It's nothing like a hoverboard. Yeah, because you're not hovering. You're not hovering. They're not even the same shape. Those things with wheels on. Get out. It's like, yeah, are... it's like a segue. Yeah. It's like a skateboard, isn't it? It's like a little yeah. skateboard with the wheels yeah, which is, on. And it is a cool device, but it's not a hoverboard, is it? Here's a funny story for you, but just before I get into the bib here. My next door but one neighbour... you again? No, no, it's not. My Go next door but one neighbour was, was on one up and down the street fucking stacked it right in front of our house and almost fell into a parked car. Then he had a big dummy. <laughs> it was fucking great. And then he was on the floor for about five minutes rolling around because he dated his knee. <laughs> and you just watched from the window. Well, yeah. You, are you offered to help? Well, no, it says it right, doesn't it, for trying to claim he's on a hoverboard when it's quite clearly not hovering. It's on wheels. Did, did you hear him say he was on a hoverboard? Well, no, but it's one of them little things with wheels on that everyone calls hoverboards that you leave forward. Yeah, well. he's... You know, you're suggesting there, aren't you, Peters? Well, it happened anyway, it was funny. <laughs> so, his dog mate, was with him. His so dog you, with him as well, to be fair, so he had some help. If you happen to be on one of these little devices and you're outside Terry Peters' house and you do fall over, don't expect Terry, any help whatsoever. <laughs> Terry, Terry, Terry Fish will throw some fish yeah. at you instead. <laughs> I'm still busy eating it for breakfast and dinner. <laughs> I'm too. There we have it, Terry Fish. Right, so getting back to the pay-per-view, there was a dark match of... Of Chuck Palumbo and Chris Masters. Chuck Palumbo beat him. Yeah, and he got actually got five stars of Demel as well. I just don't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard Vampiro's match at Bash of the Beach. That was better. <laughs> it was, it was a good I'm, match. I'm a bit shocked at that because Chris Masters sort of maybe two years earlier had sort of a decent push. Well, he's in the promo for this pay per view, isn't he, for the main event? He's in the video package. Well, yeah. You got busted yeah. for drugs. I was going to say, did he have a drug thing, though? Yeah, he did, yeah. Is that what they were? You ruined him, yeah, basically. In fact, was this pre or post release? Because he, he got released and came back again. Right. And this might have been pre. Yeah, but he didn't do very well after that. It was just. No. Yeah, it was a big deal. He was in the Elimination Chamber and also, that's funny at one point. Yeah, yeah. And he was Tag Team Champions with Cali. Oh, that was 2006, Masters, was it? Masters are cool, weren't they? That was it. Was the Elimination Chamber that where after Edge beat Cena? Uh, Lashley through. Lashley ruined him this year because he broke his mask uh, for the first time. Duh, I've got. I, when we get to this match, I've got uh, many uh, issues uh, with the build up to this. That, I can't oh, think. I can't find where it was, but he got released later on this year. That was the yeah. Battle of the Billionaires, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so he must have failed it once at this point. And then did he fail it again? Oh, no, no, he hadn't failed it actually. He failed first time in October. No, yeah. September. And he came back in October. Then he failed again in November and he got released. Right, well, right. there we go then. And end of Chris Masters. 
So we've got uh, an opening video package of the two main events. Uh, well, noticeably no ECW because it's really just like that. It's been, what, a year? It's just a complete afterthought at this point. I, I think mean, also we need to bring it up. It was This was the first pay-per-view after the Benoit tragedy and he was meant to win the title. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably why it was just a bit like, mm. possibly. You can't cancel it completely because that draws eyeballs to it, but then also you don't want to draw eyeballs to it. So I guess you just have to do it. But yeah, really play up to it. and then you got to pay Jazz and Joey Styles for doing actually something. Jazz. Jazz. You said Jazz. Jazz. You, said, you definitely said, said Jazz. You said Jazz, Jazz and Joey Styles. That's a bloody commentary team. <laughs> Jazz and Joey Styles on commentary. <laughs> yeah. So, what did we think of the opening video package? Terry Peters. Terry Fish. So, sorry, Mr. Fish. <laughs> uh, I thought it was quite good. I thought it set up the main events. In unsurprising news, I, I like the song. Of course you did. <laughs> I, I, did, I did enjoy this, yeah, this song for the full thing. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 was, what was the song? I can't remember what it was. Sing it. Uh, I don't know what it was. I was let me find out for you. It's very pop punky. It was good. Was it like something starshy? Great American Bash. Great American Bash. 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 That was it, wasn't it? That was the exact one. Yeah. But yeah, in the opening to the. Download that as your ringtone on the wrestling around. On the wrestling around soundboard. Yeah. Why we don't got a wrestling around soundboard. I thought it was good, to be fair. How did you think of it, though? I, I don't remember the... Well, I do remember the song because I just sang it, actually. Um, and I thought it was a bit cheesy and a bit strange for a 2007 pay-per-view, but I enjoyed it. And then I, I liked how big they made the Cena and Lash the match all the way through. Uh, Lou, it was... Yeah, there was a lot of build-up to it. It wasn't that monstrous that you just sang. It was um, The Church of Hot Addiction by Cobra Starship. Oh, Cobra Starship. I got, oh, it, right. yeah. I got it, buddy. Right, lads? So there we go. Everybody sure. check that out. Church I'm, of Heart all... Addiction. Da, 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 da. Church of Heart Addiction. Get addicted to the heart and the church. You know you kicked me yeah. in this call before we start recording. <laughs> Kick him now. <laughs> I've also I've yeah. also got a great line from JBL before we even get into the event. Ron, what's your what's your great line? Michael Cole says says something about partner and JBL goes, I'm not your partner. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's got some good lines in this, but look, to get on to the point of the uh, Lashley Cena, I thought it was built up really, really well. It made me want to watch it, even though I knew who won. Yeah, and I remember watching yeah. it at the time. They, they were doing these promos like a few weeks before, and they're just like, this is just a big match. And you know what? We always talk about real sports feeling, oh, that's what everyone wants in wrestling. Yeah. This, this really felt like it, it felt like it was a build up to a big UFC or a boxing match or something or like that. A wrestling match. Yeah. This is a main event of a pay per view. You're paying. Well, if you're in America, you're paying God knows how much, but over here, you're paying 20 quid. You, you want it to feel big? You think yeah. this is, we've not really seen a main event pushed as much as this one has in anything that we've watched, really, have we? No, they built up to it all the way through the show. Yeah, like you, you really, really wanted to watch it. Well, I think that's what they do on UFC and boxing. They have the main event runs but, throughout the whole show. That's why you buy it. That's all, you're, that's all you're after, isn't it? That's why it you is buy weird it. now, isn't it? Because this was, even though there was another world title match on the card, this was the bona fide main event, and it was obvious. Yeah. Whereas sometimes now, when you go into WWE pay per views, and even AEW actually, sometimes you don't know what match is going to main event until the day of the card. Yeah. And it just feels a bit. Meh. I get it. For, I get it for WrestleMania and stuff because you do have massive main events. But for these the B thing, shows like this, like yeah, why why not build around one big the, match? The as thing long is, as it's rest- not Dolph Ziggler in it, like um, Extreme Rules. It <laughs> the, might the, be good. 
will be carded before it's uh, it's on. The the uh, the thing is that WrestleMania, there's that many big moments anyway. I don't think you really need a bona fide main event to build up to, do you? Because you all know what's what the it's yeah. to do with the one, one of the Royal Rumble sells matches, itself, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. But are these ones where most people probably wouldn't have bought this, um, you need it, don't you? That that's what like I say. That's what you're there for, and that it it just builds a hype up. Yeah, they did do it with um, Edge and Orton, didn't they? Recently, that is true. Yeah. yeah, but again, how many times have they actually done that though recently? And yeah, is that, and I, know, is I that though, Just because yeah. with sort of everything that's going on in the world, no crowds and that, they actually want to get people watching the product again. Yeah, I do think with a crowd that match it would have been amazing. Yeah, the, the crowd thing is really affecting I wrestling all around really, at the moment. I really enjoyed it without, even without the crowd. Mm. Peter's already alluded to one. We've got three commentary teams. We've got Michael Cole and JBL for SmackDown. They're not uh, partners. Yeah, they're, they're not partners. Just work together. <laughs> uh, we've got Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler on Raw. Not Jazz, as previously mentioned. <laughs> but the, the ex-wrestler Taz and, and Joey Styles. <laughs> it could have been the ex-wrestler Jazz. In fact, no, I think she's still wrestling, actually, Jazz. Either way, it's Taz. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it was Jazz? Who's seen the Would that make it more good. interesting? I mean, they've got the easiest gig going. They've only got Isn't one. She married to... Oh, no, it's Rodney Matt she's married to. I won't say what it's going to say. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna make a complete tit of myself as per usual, so but I've, I've avoided it. Why right, stop now, Piers? <laughs> well, I've already, I've already said jazz is taz, I know. So, like you said, there we go. Then, right, so let's before to um, Terry Fish does any more mistakes. <laughs> we're getting, to, <laughs> we're getting to the first match. It's gonna be a US title match. We've got Matt Hardy against MVP, the current champion. Interesting at this point in 2007, Matt Hardy had never won a singles title. They, they did say that in the match, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Was it that European champion? Was it that cruiserweight champion? I thought it was light heavyweight. Yeah, I'm sure he's won that. I'm sure. Well, are they classing that as the proper title? Because it's defunct at this time, isn't it? So they're yeah. still classing it. I'm, I'm sure he's won championships before. I looked through his thing and couldn't find one. Maybe he hadn't then. I could have sworn I remember he was cruiserweight champion at some point. I thought he was. That, I thought that, he was something. Was that, that must have been after this, though, then, surely? Unless he just didn't win it. Unless he was just competing. Yeah, I wonder if he was just in it then. Um, we, what do we all make of MVP's entrance, by the way, with the big inflatable tunnel? Absolutely love everything about MVP at this MVP's time. MVP's great. I, I think he's brilliant. I thought he was unbelievable. He was, was, was cruiserweight. He was a one-time cruiserweight champ in... Oh, yeah. 2011. 2008. Oh, 2008. 2008, so after this, then. There you go, then. So was it after this? He was he European champ. How can he be cruiserweight champ after this? Because... He's a big I'm, lad. Yeah, no, but I'm not even... I've got something to say at that cruiserweight match. It was... Yeah, they retired the title this night, didn't they? Spoiler alert. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake, yeah. you idiot. They should have done. He was European champion. I think he was European champion in 2001. Yeah, I thought he'd won it before. When is it? So they're just talking crap, aren't they? Cruiserweight champion 2003. I wonder if it's... It must be because Unless of the Unless they're like a Smackdown... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. WWE loves to do this, don't they? It's first time ever, but it's something very, very specific as to why yeah, it's first time yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, this is the first ever Wrestling Around podcast with Terry Pish. Yeah, well, that is true. That's, That's what the people want, what the people have been yeah. asking for. Yeah. But, so yeah, no. WWE, you're talking shite. Yeah. <laughs> to go on with your MVP, I thought his music was brilliant, his entrance was brilliant. I remember when the MVP came in, and I loved him from the start. He got shit on a bit at the start, though, didn't he, from the fans? Because they're all shouting Power Ranger at him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I think it was, yeah. the, the but... issue with the, the MVP when he brought him in 
what I thought was a bit weird because I watched this at the time was he was like oh the hottest free agent, but he was only ever on SmackDown when he was like trying to get Teddy Long to sign him. Yeah, be really good if he had like a bit more on like Raw and SmackDown. Maybe even yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's what you need to do. Because, deal. Like Heath Slater the other year when he was undrafted and wanted going between the shows trying to win the tight yeah. win a contract. Yeah, it was when Brock Lesnar just destroyed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what you need to do, though, isn't it? Like, go, go between him and show what you can do. Yeah. So I thought it'd been really good if he did that and he just kind of played him off each other and got us like his big money deal he didn't deserve. And that was the gimmick. But yeah, I felt a bit weird that Teddy Long was just like, holla holla, okay, have a contract. And then just. One on one with The Undertaker. <laughs> In a tag team match. <laughs> um, but this field, um, I remember the Matt Adivis MVP field. And uh, this is like the start of it. It goes on for like a year. Because I think MVP gets... Weirdly, involves Evander Holyfield. Yeah, well, I think MVP yeah. gets uh, injured or he has some sort of... There's an issue why he can't wrestle, which is why it goes on for so long. Yeah. Did, um, um, oh, a... he had a heart condition. Yeah. He had an undetected heart condition that they found. That was it. I can't think what it's called now, but I remember reading about it at the time and it was quite serious, I think. Yeah, it's... I do remember, actually, yeah. The, um, I think they sub- sort of substitute each other. So uh, MVP substitutes himself for Evander Holyfield, <laughs> but then Evander Holyfield knocks MVP out. There's a beer drinking contest, and Matt Hardy substitutes himself for Stone Cold. Obviously, <laughs> Stone, Cold, Stone Cold obviously Stone Cold must stun, so he ends up stunning MVP. Um, yeah, but just going for absolutely ages. Just in a plot twist, he actually wins the tag titles MVP at one point in his career as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because that's just what they love to do. That though. they, they yeah, yeah, yeah. then suddenly become tech. Talk about not taking your tag team seriously. <laughs> How will they get on the same page? Yeah, cheers, that Michael Cole. There's uh, there's some good bits in this match. There's a bit where um, MVP's got Hardy in like a wrestled and he bites his way out. I thought that was quite bad. <laughs> I like that. That was quite clever. And there's some really good selling, I thought, by Hardy, because obviously MVP's been targeting the head. He's just started doing this big boot, which is pretty much a halluva kick in it. It's not a Michinoku driver then. No, I don't know. That's Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so Hardy, like, he's selling the head injury, so what? He tries to climb up the, the ropes at one point and falls off because he's, uh, he's like got a head injury. And then MVP wins after the big boot and the playmaker. Did you uh, think the finish looked botched? Unless that was Hardy trying to sell that he was concussed. I do think the playmaker is a stupid move. It didn't look like it like like it was a complete move. Do you know what the, I mean? Well, it's the playmaker or the overdrive. I think a few people... It's, you put their head in your knee and smash your own knee into the floor. It's just a stupid move. It, I mean, I like the name for it, though, to be fair. The, no, the, the name is clever, but I yeah, just thought there was the finish. It's not really effective, is it? It's, it's, no. It feels like it's different for being different sake. Yeah, it doesn't make the any sense. One, the worst wrestling move ever was was it Sonya Deville? Where I know, sorry Ross, I know you love Sonya Deville. Fire and Desire. It looked like she was taking a DDT. I can't remember what the, yeah. the move was. She, she did it on. Yeah, it was just I, like a slam. She basically looked like she took a DDT and then pinned the pinned her opponent. I was like, what the hell just happened there? I, saw, I was yeah. like, apparently finishing. I know. It was I know. The same you, as, was it Mickey James used to do the DDT? She wish used to jump in the air. Yeah. Yes. There's that move. But, but I saw someone this week. was the one that was supposed to be taking the DDT. Yeah. I saw someone this week say Baron Corbin's end of days is basically like giving himself a rock bottom. I like the end of days. I'm not saying I don't. No, I'm not saying I, I don't like him. Just saying that's what they said. I thought I can kind of see where they're coming from. Is but it, I do like the end of days. When hmm? uh, people do a, a running flatliner, it looks like they've just been clotheslined. Yeah. 
Well, it's like, <laughs> do you remember that first WCPW event that we went to? And I think, I can't remember who Will Ospreay was against, but they did like some sort of backflip off the ropes. It was Martin Kirby. Was it Kirby? And you, we all just went, and we all just went to each other. I don't even know who that was meant to hurt. That that move, do you remember? We were like, did yeah. back. We were like, I just don't know who's hit who. That it's ridiculous. Everyone held that. It's like one of the greatest WCPW matches of all time, isn't it? I, I think it's. Great. I thought it was alright, but like, I, I, don't, yeah, but I, I didn't think I'd witness anything special at the time. No, like, like, no. there was a guy who was really shocked. Nicky, shocked Osprey guy. <laughs> shocked Osprey guy. I expect Kevin one day. Yeah, he was an absolute. I've generally seen that guy. Show. I've seen he that was, guy at every show, every WCPW Defiant show I went to, no matter what city it was in. I think he went to. He was a. Yeah, I bet you went to that guy. You know who you are. The guy yeah. who really I hope you are listening, to be fair. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah. Tell us what you're doing with your life now. WCW, yeah. 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 Probably listening to Wrestling Around. Who isn't? So, Wrestling Ooh. Around. I, I had Terry Peters, wasn't That's why Terry Fish is now a thing. <laughs> is it like some sort of. Is it like um, that movie with. Oh, is, is it called Split with um, James McAvoy, where he's got about 30 different. Yeah, yeah. Is that you, Terry Peters? Yeah. Terry, Terry Fish has just come to the forefront of this one. I'm also, <laughs> well, I clearly know I'm what I'm doing now. I'm I clearly imagine Terry off. Peters with Michael Fish. <laughs> yeah. 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 Looking like you again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not move on to that. Yeah. Just, you know. we'll, we'll cover that at the end. Let's, let's stick to the to the wrestling. Lou. What, did, what did we think of Matt Hardy as MVP? They went 12 minutes. A bit slow to start, but I got, in, I got into it. What I found weird about it was that it was like, oh, could Matt Hardy have his big breakthrough? We're 13 years on and we're still waiting for it. No offense to TNA. But we're still waiting for Matt Hardy. It just never happened for him, did it? That was the saddest thing, I think. Yeah. At this time, do you mean? It's well, not, yeah, it was just like, they were like, now, oh, can it? it? I don't know if it has happened now. Not to the point yeah, where... Man. Not to where... Oh, he's, he's had a distinguished career, but he never made it into the main event. What I more mean by that is, because he reinvented himself with the, the broken gimmick... Like and got himself yeah. massively over, didn't he? I would say he's done very well with that, but I know what you mean. But he was WWE always viewed him as the the, the lesser hard, didn't they? Rightly or wrongly, whatever your opinion is. Yeah. But they always, and I think that held him back. Zack Ryder got over with his woo woo woo. He's not. I know. Yeah, the same, I got pushed, then got pushed off. Yeah, stage I know. I think I'm not. Again. I don't want to have a go at my Hardy's career because he's been really the broken stuff was really entertaining. I absolutely loved it. I, it just felt a bit weird that he was always like. I remember this time, because when the two weeks before and when the, the World of Red title got vacated, everyone was like, oh, Matt Hardy's going to win it now. It's going to be his time in that battle royal. And it just never happened for him, and it just never mm. did. It just, I don't know, it just felt a bit like, I this is around the time where you thought it's going to happen for him. The but, issue with Matt is that he isn't Jeff. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the same with Chris. I, I think now his issue is that he has two, he's t- too tied into his character creative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it, it's the same, with Chris, the same with Christian. Christian wasn't Edge. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just found it a bit he's weird like, that it was like he was again, on the first for a while title and it's never happened. Do you know who else that man? Devon isn't Bubba. Yeah. You know I mean, it, there's always one yeah. in a tag team that is viewed lesser, rightly or wrongly, because as a tag team, all three of those teams, as we know, are brilliant, but there's always yeah. one that just stands out that a little bit more. Yeah, it doesn't mean any of them are bad wrestlers. I would say the only... I would say the only one that it's ever worked with is Evolution. I know that's more of a faction, but you would think what all four members... I know maybe not Ric Flair latterly, but what he'd done previously and then what the the other three did, I would say they're the only ones that probably all on a par for career-wise and what they achieved. Yeah. I guess Christian had... They both won the world titles, didn't they? They did. Yeah, but... I know Christian's was a bit short and a bit... 
And if Cre- I think if Christian ne- never gone to TNA and sort of proved he could do it yeah. in the main event. Yeah, he would never got the. I don't think he'd, he'd probably ended up a bit like Matt Hardy, just circling around the mid card. Maybe with picking up your secondary titles. Yeah. Like US, I just felt, yeah. I just remember feeling at the time when I was watching it, it was like, oh, Matt Hardy's got to be on the cusp of a world championship soon. And it's just a bit like. And it's, they mentioned it so many times, it almost felt like it was in the plans. Mm. It just didn't happen. Do you know what he did win, though? The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. That is true. The, we peak there, of any, the, the peak of any career. It was, to be fair, when Bray Wyatt came out, there was a huge pop on the. Yeah. That was it. Was a good, a good show. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did he get rid of? Last of Ziggler. Is that why he was? That's why I enjoyed it. Was it Mojo no, Rawley? Mojo Rawley did really well, didn't he? In like two consecutive. He won it the year before, didn't he? he? Won it, and I'm sure he got to the finals. I know. I think it must have been a heel. He eliminated Baron Corbin last. Baron Corbin, that's a go. There we oh, go. Baron Corbin. There you go. You see, I still mint it. It's just, just segue in here. Can't do that in the arena, though. Oh, yeah, not in the arena. Good job we're not there now. But when Mojo <laughs> Rowley won, right, he eliminated Jinder Mahal last. So why was we all shocked that Jinder Mahal then got a world title shot? You know what I mean? Brought himself in the Jinder <laughs> Come second, you know what I mean? Do a drink at Gronk as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Prestigious trophy. Buddy and then Gronk. we all... Then we all know how Gronk's career yeah. turned out. I mean, they didn't have a battle royal this year, did they? No. I can't remember when it last time. It's never really worked out for anyone, has it? No. Who's been the most successful? I don't. think it. I don't think it worked in front of a, in front of an empty crowd, would it really? Yeah. The armbar. And I guess you can't really do you can't really do social distancing with thirty people. I mean, no. I would say Corbin was. I can't remember who won the last one. Thirty-five. Brown streaming. Was oh, it? yeah. It was because he was Saturday Night Live guys on it. Saturday Night Live guys. I wonder if they might do the next armbar at Survivor Series. If crowds are allowed back in because it's on yeah, a big just, bar. After just just they'll just leave it. Until the I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It depends on Yeah, I don't think they'd have enough to do at Survivor Series if they're going to do a, loads of 15-man tags again. Well, yeah, that's true, actually. They'll probably think just... Think of how many wrestlers you're going to use up in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thing is, well, yeah. Right, then. Terry Peters, what did you think of the, the opening match? Yeah, I, I thought it was all right, to be fair. I thought it was quite... Matt Hardy got a big pop, so he was obviously very popular this time, unless that was because MVP was a great heel that he was. But I thought it was okay. Like I said, I thought they, the finish was a bit botched. And I am surprised that MVP won. He's only but, just got the title, though. Yeah, I, I don't. I just thought with the big pop for Hardy, though, that they might he might have got it. Because he was obviously very popular, wasn't he? But yeah, I, thought, I thought it was a decent opener, to be fair. Yeah, moving on, somebody uh, I always forget works with WWE. Todd Grisham, he's interviewing uh, Buddy, Todd. the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes has got a Texas Bull Rope around him, and he delivers a very Dusty-like promo to Randy Orton, <laughs> um, saying how he's going to beat him, and in, in the this is his match, the match coming later on, and then he moves at the end. It goes on too long. Yeah, the, the mean, mooing was very reminiscent of one uh, Terry Peters <laughs> to business and his sheep. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a very impressive move. Like it sounded very cool. Uh, it was good to be fair. It was really good. If you check out one thing from the show, listeners, check out Dusty Rhodes moving. Yeah, I mean, the promo was just classic Dusty, wasn't it? Yeah. Went on too long. Gonna hit him in a noggin. JP is not a fan. No, you gonna tell Dusty Rhodes to stop? No, what? I mean, no, no, you can't. What I mean by that is that it had a perfect finish, and then he went, "I've got a little story to tell you, Bobby." 
<laughs> and then it's just you know, the story makes no sense. Stop the man's wined and dined with kings and queens, all of you know. He's truly wined with kings, wined and dined with kings and queens, baby. In the Bella Welly. There you go. That's a throwback to the first episode in the Terry, Terry Rhodes. <laughs> Terry Fifth, baby. <laughs> Terry Fifth. All right, right. Moving on from that. <laughs> no, I think we need to take a moment to appreciate uh, Terry Fisher's The Throughout Impression. <laughs> right, let us know. Let us know on social media if you enjoy t- Terry Fisher's Dusty Rhodes impression. Wrestling around, baby, with Terry Fish. He's, he makes, so, so he's done Luna Vachon so far, he's done Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Let us know what. my niche in life doing yeah. wrestling impressions. Let us know what other, um, other wrestlers, famous wrestlers, you want uh, Terry Fish to, to recreate. Follow Is him it... on, on Twitter at Tez Fish. <laughs> Tess Fish. That's getting changed right now. <laughs> Tess Fish. I hope it's tough. Um, so we move on to our second match tonight, another SmackDown match. And this is the Cruiserweight Championship Open. So Chavo Guerrero is currently the champion. And the other contestants in this are Jimmy Wang Yang, Shannon Moore, Funaki, uh, Jamie Noble. But as the bell's ringing, Hornswoggle sort of runs, slides across the ring. Remember, everyone remember that. Let's put a pin in that. Everyone remember it for later on. This is just a big, massive spot fest. <laughs> Everyone's just doing finishes, running in, doing everything. I mean, my issue with this match is the commentary team just completely belittled the full thing. Yeah. Even before the ending, which we'll get to in a second, JBL just, just makes them all sound like they're just... Oh, these have got no chance, these lot. You know what I mean? They're all tiny. They're all rubbish. They're not the these isn't the real thing. Yeah, this one. Well, this was the the ending of the. They must have known that the end of the cruiserweight division was coming. At this point. Yeah, when did because I remember loving the cruiserweight division when they Gregory Helms had the title. I think that wasn't long before this. He was, this was like around the, that era. He won it at Royal Rumble 2006. Then Chavo got it off him, and then what happened here? Yeah, here, so that must happened. have been the February. And then, so and then he, this was like the last match of the cruiserweight or yeah. the last champ. Because Helms was cruiserweight champion, it made it a really big deal. Because Henry in many and against Undertaker, he got it for over a year. Oh yeah, to 2006 it was. He had it for over a year. But he was, yeah, it was like really good. And then it just seemed to me at this point, cruiserweights are let's just put six of them in the ring. Yeah, to be honest, I kind of enjoyed them. But at this point, there was no obvious stars. Like I imagine going going into this, remembering that everyone was like, "Oh, it's it's Jimmy Wang Yang's time. (laughs) Time to shine." Because oh, he was the most over one. And, yeah. Uh, I think Terry's just realised that Tez Fish is taking him. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, outrageous. If you're out there, Tez Fish. Yeah, no, no, following no one. Yeah, hashtag. Not for us since 2014. Nothing to us at all. Hashtag bring Tez Fish home. You know what I mean? Verify <laughs> Tez Fish. Right, I've, thought, I've sorted it. Terry Fish. No, that's taken as well. I'll, 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 I'll reveal it at the end. All right, there, everyone, stay tuned for that. Um, in it. So yeah, the cruiserweight, they're just all doing finishes and everything, and then Hornswoggle, because he ran across the ring while the bell was on, is technically in the match. But can we appreciate the Young Dragons making their second appearance of the week? In a yeah, week? yeah, two of them, two of them, weren't they? Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Wang Yang. No, so there's the Cat Miller though about this week though. I oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I mean, at this at this point, he probably was filming for the for the wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah, it would have been around. No, it was, yeah, uh, it would have been around. Two thousand eight, it came out, so he would yeah, have been filming then. for the wrestler, wasn't yeah. he? There's a sort of like a three-man suplex. Jimmy Noble is at the bottom of the suplex, but somehow he gets hurt, which always winds me up because you're you're not doing anything. You you're just doing a normal 
I get if you're in the middle and I get the top, but I'm pretty sure I whinged about this last week. Yeah, but surely um, you're knackered because you carried that many people. Nah, not having it. Not, to, like be, not that, to be though. where he's on the floor and then Hornswoggle comes and hits a bloody tadpole splash, as they're calling it, and pins him and wins. Do you, how, do you know how old Hornswoggle was when he won this title? He looked really young. 21. Yeah, he looked really young. You forget, he's only 34 now, it's mad. Yeah. I uh, As soon as I saw him, I, I remembered he wins it from various social media posts from a famous betting company. But one thing I um I did like was uh, the ref's really enthusiastic count. Do you know who the ref is? Who's the ref? Nicholas's dad, John Cohn, former tag team champ Nicholas. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. All right, he, his, count, his count was incredible. He nearly bounced every time. The, the, uh... <laughs> yeah, he was very enthusiastic, right? He's but, still, yeah. he's still in WWE now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cohn. Um, so, oh, sons of former tag champ. Seven right. minutes. Seven right. minutes altogether. Yeah. Terry Peters, what did you think of the absolute carnage that was the Cruiserweight Championship Open? Do you know what? I actually quite enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed when Shannon Moore went over the top ropes as well and like got completely like just launched like a little javelin. That, um, top ropes, that, back, like, like, that backdrop. Like, yeah. yeah. And I liked when Chavo rolled through and got the half Boston crab on. He did. I can't remember what he rolled through from, but but he rolled through and put the half Boston crab on. And I thought it was a really, really cool, cool thing. And JBL with another classic line to Michael Cole. I'm surprised your wife is a woman. <laughs> God's sake, JBL. What's wrong with him? Thank, thank God he's off comms. Crazy. Yeah, I, as soon as I saw Hornswoggle sliding, I was like, oh, I know what happens here. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did kill the Cruiserweight division. Lou, was you a fan of the match? Yes, I think every cruiser match should be like this. Well, just it's just crazy. Stick, stick, stick some in a ring. Yeah. This is what used to be like in WCW. You don't yeah. use characters that much. Just stick them in. Just get them to do match it. Yeah, don't bury it on commentary. Preferably. But what's what it used to be. This is what 205 Live should be. But what do you watch Cruiserweights for? It's all the high flying action, yeah. isn't it? And this, this and is problem, what this was. The problem nowadays is that everyone does the high flying action. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's not that, special in the like, You get it from. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are the same as we can get in the Cruiserweight, so it's you difficult. Get, well, but... Big E and Luke Harper used to do. Yeah, did. yeah Keith Lee. Yeah, and. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes away. If, if you're seeing that somebody who's bloody six foot six do it, jump out of the ring and do a suicide dive, what does it matter that you've got somebody who's five foot ten doing it? Again, look yeah. at Mike Awesome in the archives in ECW One Night Stand 05. Yeah. yeah. But, when he was yeah, suicide diving it, all over the place. It should just use him as like, I, I love Cruiserweight Wrestling, but it should just use it as like, a, this is the only time I don't mind if they don't sell. If they just want to go at it and just kind of try innovative spots that you wouldn't try elsewhere. I, yeah, I actually really enjoy it. This kind of just there's no there's no story to it. It's just like whoa. The thing is, though, you don't need really a story good. to this, though, do you? At the yeah. end of the day, they're all fighting after one thing, aren't they? And they're gonna and like you say, they're gonna chuck each other out because they're light and they know they can do it. And you know you're gonna get some impressive spots from it. So what yeah. you're saying is, is make the championship the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, but have every match like it could only be uh, defended in matches with like five people or more every time. <laughs> That's what I mean, they did that anyhow, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. well, that's why I know. That's how Gregory Helms won it. But yeah, well, this is yeah. He got vacated. He got vacated after this, didn't it? I, he had it for a little bit, didn't he? Hornswoggle. Not yeah, for long. Had, he, is this when he had the feud with Chavo? Because Chavo think, also yeah. had a feud with Rey Mysterio at the same time in a very serious feud. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a bit strange, isn't it? The but... thing for me is, though, is, well, you, when you take the Cruiserweight title away, you've literally killed an entire division of wrestlers, apart from Rey Mysterio. 
Yeah. Like, what what are they going to do now? What is Jimmy Wang Yang's place in WWE now, apart from being dark match fodder? Yeah. yeah You've right. just killed an entire division, and it's a shame because there's some yeah. good people in there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't watch it now because no, no one watches Top 5 Live, obviously. Well, they've, no, they've moved the weight down now, haven't they? So, yeah, I think yeah. it's 2 2 5, wasn't it? And yeah, two, five. I think they announced it was 2 1 5. It was 2 2 5 when it was light heavyweight. And then was it 2 1 5. So it was 2 1 5 and it's back, back down again to 2 5, yeah. Which, but maybe just shows you that wrestlers in general are getting smaller. It's a, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's it because these guys at this point are just null blokes, are they? Yeah, well Jericho, well, Jericho was Cruiserweight champion, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That was the, the second SmackDown match tonight. We then move on to, to Raw. So we've got a Raw sort of video package. It's uh, Bobby Lashley talking up his amateur background, his WWE history. So obviously, he's, I think he was in the Army, wasn't he? He was an Army champion. Something like that. Um, All-American or some sort of state champion. And then talking about his history. So he's beat, he was ECW champion. He beat... Umaga or Yamanga. Umaga. <laughs> Yamanga. As uh, in the Battle of the Billionaires at WrestleMania, which is sort of his. He had a really long feud with Vince McMahon, didn't he? Yeah, he was He just got stripped of the ECW title, didn't he? Because he, he, he moved to Raw. Because he moved to Raw, yeah. But um, then we got the unfortunate line of Vince, you old bastard. It's just like, oh, just don't say it. Just don't say it, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, he needs a mouthpiece, doesn't he? Lastly. And that's why Leo Rush worked and MVP yeah, worked. That's why he's so good with MVP at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I the, just, this is probably like the best Bobby Lashley we've got. We've had yeah, like right now. Recent, I think they shouldn't have put him against McIntyre so early. I think he should have been the one to beat McIntyre. And defend it against Lesnar in a match we all want to see. Yeah, he could have, they could have just had him destroy mid-carders for... Yeah. Another three months. Yeah, you know I, I mean? guess they are. It's it's difficult to kind of critique the storylines too much at the moment because I, I think they're very limited in who they can bring in. Yeah, I just yeah, think he's he's not yeah. last any favors. And you, you can't have had McIntyre lose straight away because he's just defrauded Lesnar. Yeah. But they should have. To be fair, I reckon they could build. I reckon build it back up if you give him a. I'd give Lashley the the US title. I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, I guess they sort of and then just when they can anything. get crowds back, they can put that they can put that match together again. I think we just but have Lashley going into it as like a long-standing US champ. Yeah, yeah, they, I guess they um, Atlanta didn't they protect him a little bit? Yeah, but she now they're divorced, aren't they? And now she's back with Rusev. I mean, yeah, he's he's been saddled with some ridiculous, Shams. absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's like that one with Sami Zayn, yeah, he's just <laughs> yeah. crap. Yeah, that was the worst. I, I mean, we'll get to it later on, but I genuinely thought Lashley. I remember liking him at the time. You know, I was only young, and they, uh, I'll, I'll add some my thoughts as well. Thinking he was brilliant, but we'll move on to the next match, which is weird, an absolute weird match. Oh god! Um, it's a raw match. We've got Kalito, and he's going against the Sandman um, with a, with a lack Singapore, of beers. Singapore and a pole match. That was my first thing I wrote down. Entrance just ain't the same with all the beer. Uh, so I believe. He got on the WWE. We're getting sued because someone got beer on him in his entrance. I'm not even making this up. Christ. So yeah, they had to stop the beers. I thought he was uh, going to no, whack himself were, in the head with a cane. I was disappointed she was, when he didn't. She was suing that the um. Yeah, she got like fluids on her. Oh my god! What is wrong with people? Yeah, I'm going to verify that story because again, I could have just made that up, but I'm pretty I've, sure. True. I've also just looked. Chavo Guerrero won the uh, type the chat the cruiserweight title in an eight man cruiserweight open. 
Chris Cassidy, Chris Cruz. So the last three title reigns were all won in an open Cruiserweight yeah. match. Cassidy. I thought Sandman was going to hit himself in the head with a cane. Yeah, fantasy WWE and the Sandman for personal injury. Uh, Come yeah. on. So oh, least... I think you can see Sandman grabbed her, picked her up, and threw her off. <laughs> While he was. Yeah, threw her off. Threw her off what? I thought he said threw her off. Serves all right then. Building. Mm. But yeah, it was just before this. So this was in June and this was in July, wasn't it? So I think that's yeah. why he had a, a muted entrance. Did but it anyone... seems like he was getting in it with all the fans. <laughs> you notice that on the way, on the way down. The camera yeah, yeah. It must be annoying though, because you're walking through it, but everyone just tries to touch him and slap know, him. And... Like, you know, I think like you know, Edge used to do it and he didn't get into any fans. Roman, Roman did it. Come on, Sam. Roman Reigns. Be, be professional. Think... Roman, I'm sure it's Roman Reigns, said he didn't like doing it because women used to try and grab him. Mm-hmm. I think, though, because he was in ECW where the fans were probably a bit more raucous, they think they can get away with it in WWE. Yeah. Whereas, it's probably, whereas he probably would be able to have more interaction with the fans in ECW than what he can in WWE. I just always remember that one night stand where that guy smashes himself in the head with his kendo stick. Uh, <laughs> that's in, that's in the archives. Yeah, it's in the archives, yeah. Did um, anyone find it weird as well when he was walking on the barricade? Like, oh, he used to work on high beams on scaffolding when he was a builder. It's like, what is that backstory? Just don't include <laughs> that. Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, I mean, the crowd didn't seem into this match. Yeah, I, I, I'll put this out there before we even get into it. I wasn't into this match. And they only went five minutes. Um, the fighting for the cane all the way through. <laughs> Sam finally gets the cane, swings, misses it. Kelly, who is the backstabber, and wins. How big was that pole as well that it was on? It was massive. It, 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 was, it was there. It, I didn't think it needed to be there. Why on earth did it ever move Sandman to Raw? I don't understand. Apparently Vince was a big fan of his character at the time. I, I'll, I'll say one thing about this match. I enjoyed the backstabber as a move. Yeah. I, th- I always thought it was a cool move. I just put disappointing lack of beer and cans. <laughs> that's all it needs to be said. Basically everything, that's, everything that makes a Sandman match. Well, yeah. I mean, why have a cane match and then not use the cane? I guess it's heat. Yeah. Not like when uh, Frost Strowman put uh, the Dudleys through that table before they could set on fire. Yeah. Yeah, But no one was bothered, though. (laughs) Let's be honest. No one gave two shits. Nah. Someone should have at least gained him after the match. Exactly. You, yeah. That's what you come to see, the cane to be used. And you yeah. see, it's a swing and a miss and a roll. And if a you see, and if a you roll. see Sandman on a pay-per-view, he's like Austin Mustone, Sandman must cane. If you see <laughs> Sandman on a pay-per-view, he should be cane the life out of someone. But he didn't, so five minutes. We then move on to another backstage interview with Todd Grisham. Uh, this time it's Randy Orton. Uh, Sorry, comes... just, to, just to move back, Meltzer gave it a quarter of a star. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. Well, I am surprised it wasn't negative. Because yeah, it, well, it wasn't that bad. It was a regular match, wasn't it? Yeah, but for him. But also, it was on a pole, so it shouldn't have been a regular match, but it was. Yeah. If it was in Japan, though, it'd been seven stars. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we move on to the Randy Orton interview, and he promises to take out uh, Dusty like he took out Shawn Michaels. This was during his punt phase, where he was just kicking people in the head. I think he I took out to RVD. I love the punt. It's the most protected move in wrestling, isn't it? It's the one that um, turned, I can't remember his name. Into Bray Wyatt. Husky Harris? Husky Harris, yeah. I was thinking, no, Bray, Bray Wyatt was the original, but then I realized what you mean. Yeah, he kicked Husky Harris so hard, he turned into a cult leader. And then, <laughs> and then, and then turned into a children's psychotic. He, he kicked someone's dad, didn't he? Whose dad did he do it on? Harley Ray. Uh, not Harley Ray. Bob Orton. No, why would he kick his own dad? Why would he, why would he kick Bob Orton? Uh, not Bob Orton. I'm just trying Vince. to. Vince? 
Was it Vince? Yeah. I'm sure I did it someone's dad. Kick yeah. Vince in the head, didn't he? It was doing. I love Randy Orton, but we'll get to we'll get to that um, further on. But before that, we've got a women's championship match. Yeah. Uh, it's Melina against Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle's the champion. Of course, it's a women's match. The Kings on commentary. Oh my God! So there's someone. There's someone. The King is a disgrace. I will say to the women here because they get a lot. I mean, the match wasn't great, but they were trying. And Melina did get quite good. But Melina was good, but you could tell Candice Michelle was not very good. Boy, it was just the whole premise of Candice Michelle is the most beautiful. But this is not the worst is... women's thing that we'll see on this pay per view. Oh no. The... <laughs> <laughs> So they are trying. I mean, even JR's comments saying she's the most beautiful champion ever. And is this more, more, it's more about how though? she looks rather than how she wrestles, which is, is the whole point of the wrestling show. Is this after she done Playboy, though? She, she done Playboy at this point, yeah. Yeah, and then she was like the Go Daddy advert, wasn't she? Yeah, I just think they saw that she was getting a lot of attention. Yeah, well, that's it, what, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, I think that's what it is. That's probably why they're still making those sort of comments. Well, this match actually went longer than the Sandman match, just for six minutes. Ken's Michelle, she does a flying crossbody, and she, she's got a crap finish here. She calls it the Candy Wrapper, and it's basically a standing bulldog. <laughs> how many times do we hear Candy Wrapper as well? Yeah, it's just one of them. Lou, what did we think of the match? Yeah, I said it was. On it. Yeah, it was it, it, it was all right. I think Melina's quite good. I don't think I she gets the credit. On the archives at the Extreme Rules match, which was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's good. But yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm glad that, considering this is the only women's match on the card, I'm glad things are the way they are now compared yeah. to the way they were. You don't appreciate how much better it is now, do you, until yeah. you see stuff like this? I think we can all thank Beth Phoenix. I think she joined shortly after... We can all thank her for the sort of upturn in the women's division. I mean, they are trying. It's not as bad as, say, like... Um, no, and I think it's just very... She just wasn't training if I she kind of Michelle. That was the issue. Yeah, she put in too, too quickly. They were all yeah. swimsuit models, though, weren't they, at this time? That, that's what they were. They were there literally just to make boners in the crowd. And <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone needs to cut that out. <laughs> Also, do you want to notice, kudos to the, kudos to the photographers for standing on the feet this time, unlike we saw in the archives when that big dumb idiot fell over. Yeah. And Candice Marcel's music is crap. Yeah. I was very confused. I thought it was the same as uh, Michelle McCool's, but it is different, isn't it? So, um, Beth Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I have Michelle McCool in my head when, Candace, when I saw Candice Michelle. I think they had the same music, because I believe Lillian Garcia also had a very similar music to one of them as well at one point. You're not singing a singer wrong? No, before that, though, I think uh, they recycled the women's songs, and I'm sure Lillian Garcia, before she sang her own, actually had that Move Your Body song, or certainly had Michelle McCool's anyway. Uh, well, uh, Beth Phoenix uh, re-debuted on Raw. Oh, in July 9th, so like a couple of weeks before this. But yeah, thank God for her. Yeah, this match was just, it was what it was, wasn't it? Meh. Unco- it was just uncomfortable. It's the king, man. Come on. I know it's your gimmick. But then he went to him and he's like staring. Oh, come on. You're about 80. <laughs> get a grip. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, though, that's not the end of it. So um, Candace Michelle goes backstage. She's, she's retained the title. The Hardy Boys, the Hardy Boys are talking backstage, and Matt's saying to Jeff, "Don't lose your focus. Stay in there." Candice Michelle then appears, tries to drink some water, doesn't do, doesn't do, doesn't do it very well, so she just pours it all over herself. This is apparently in slow mo. 
It's the way that she walks up in slow-mo, then reaches down to the bottom of the barrel to find the coldest bottle of water she can find as well. It's just like, oh, give it a rest. The Hardy Boys are literally just staring at her. Ron Simmons comes, he stares at her. What's uh, what's best about this is, well, you can tell it's been filmed at different times because of the cuts, the way the Hardy Boys just, because you don't see them together, do you? The Hardy Boys, the way it's done. So you can tell it's been cut differently. So the Hardy Boys have clearly been stood there for about five minutes earlier in the day, just going. So what what we thought That would have been a really awkward interaction if it actually happened, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's it's staring for a long time. I mean, Matt's facial expressions are great. (laughs) But he's. It's saved by Ron. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Ron Simmons comes in with a dam. That's then dubbed. It's like got some sort of tune over it. Damn. Something like that. Fucking weird, isn't it? I mean, talk about completely making the women's championship seem not important whatsoever. She just won it, and people are more bothered not about her wrestling ability, about the way she looks, which is all all that's wrong with the women at this time. At this time, what we what we mean, listeners, is basically by saying she doesn't drink it very well. She told she pours two bottles of water over herself and turns around while doing it, like she's in a shower. It's gross, and <laughs> with some sort of porno Ron Jeremy music put on top of it. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it, it, what, was the, what was the potential uh, reason, Terry? Do you think <laughs> for what? trying to elicit some sort of response on the crowd? Bonus in seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget, it's, um, forget, forget Shivani's butts in seats. Vince's bonus in seats. That's that's a t-shirt. Yeah. That's a t-shirt. Put bonus in seats. I mean, if you if you wear that, you know, well done. That takes some balls, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm looking out to a t-shirt. Terry Peters will be wearing one, so... <laughs> put a pin in it and put burners in seat. And obviously, the world famous Terry Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the full segment is better left in the in the past. I don't know why they picked the Hardy Boys to do this. Cause, uh, is it because the... of the match next? Yeah, but... No, no, that, that's literally all I can think of. Because well, of yeah. coming up next. And let's be honest, it ain't going to be the other opponent, is it? <laughs> Imagine if it was. Oh. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to the next match. You'd be, we'll wondering where his, you'd be wondering where his Samoan and thumb would be going. <laughs> oh, Christ, I'm not, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't worried where, where it would be going. <laughs> oh, the LP is. We'll swiftly move on to uh, an Intercontinental Championship match. We've got Jeff Hardy. He's challenging Umaga or um, Lou. What's, what's Umaga's other name? Umaga! Umaga. <laughs> This is an Intercontinental title match. So Umaga's lost at this point, but he's sort of rebuilding his aura because he was undefeated when he's coming back. He's not with Estrada, is he here? No, because he went to ECW. And is Estrada, that where he is at this point? I think ECW, or Estrada was, went to ECW, didn't he? Estrada, was he the GM? Yeah, Estrada stayed in ECW. Which is a shame, really, because I liked Estrada. I think he, he, started, he started a little singles career in Estrada. Yeah, he took, a, he took his suit off one day and he, just, he was absolutely jacked. <laughs> Armando Alejandro Estrada, he's great. I liked it. I liked him. Like I say, he's, again, a good mouthpiece for someone that probably is as a reason they're not speaking on the microphone. I, I liked uh, Umaga. Umaga. Umaga, sorry. Umaga. <laughs> Commentary team really putting over Umaga's power. He's controlling the match really early on. He's probably played best of both his strengths. So Jeff Hardy's the ultimate underdog, isn't he? And Umaga's just a massive powerhouse. And Jeff Hardy is probably... If you're going to show how much of a powerhouse somebody is, Jeff Hardy, at this stage, we're just getting absolutely ragged all around. He's probably the best opponent to have. The crowd did get really into it. 
Again, Jeff, another Hardy that's really over, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, Umaga wins after the, the summer one spike. He went 11 I, minutes. I like that finishing sequence, though. Did you? I, yeah. I just, I was, um, probably one of my more favourite matches on the card. Really? I, I like... I think a, a squash, and especially extended squash matches, have a place. I like... Yeah. Seeing sort of, I mean, it's better than the last two matches, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I, I just, I like seeing sort of powerful wrestlers just throw people about, and you think, oh my god, look at that guy. Because I think wrestlers, I know people want them to be relatable, but it's like not everyone can be a wrestler. So I just think you want absolute badasses. I think the problem is because in the archives we watched the one night stand away where these two had a match, and I preferred that match. Yeah, but that, well, that, that, that's my that's that's probably why I didn't probably enjoy this one as much because we saw what they'd do next year. And I really enjoy seeing Jeff Hardy get thrown about. Lou, he's, good, you... he's good at it. It is. It did this when we watched that Brock Lesnar match in the archives, which just sound get absolutely destroyed. It's really good. Lou, what did you think of the IC title match? Yeah, I'm the same. It needed to make your manga look strong, and didn't it? Because obviously he'd lost the the battle of the billionaires. I felt like he'd lost a bit of his aura. At this time, like he's strong, but he just felt like he just lost something at mm. this point. He felt like he was on the cusp of something great and then never really got there. And yeah, then he ended I guess up that's the issue, fight, like, unfortunately. We're monster heels, though, isn't it? Like, once they've lost, they go in there to lose. Yeah. They get built up to the big feud, then they lose. And then it's like, what do you do with them afterwards? So they just it, kind of found it floating about a bit. And I guess I think that would happen to you, Mango, at this point. But I agree with you, too. It did make him look very strong in this match. Made him look very, very strong. This, was this around the time of the did the dating game come after this? Or was that the year before? Uh, I we think should, it was it was should, around this time, I think. Sure it was. If, if sure you want to hear our review on the dating game listeners, it's in the archives on our William Regal episode. I think it was this time because we watched um William Regal at SummerSlam two thousand seven. Yeah. And that that would that was the next pay per view or the pay per view Two pay-per-views away. I think it was the next one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah. I thought it was, because I'm pretty sure he turned first for like a week. He hasn't um, got Santino, doesn't he? For losing, is, yeah. is it losing to a manga? So, the Roger Manager, Regal was the Roger Manager on 17th of June. So, that was just like a month before. So, it would have been around this time. Yeah. This match got three and a half stars by Melt. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was decent, but it was not an all-time classic. But he got the uh, got the job done. Like, yeah. uh, I suppose when I look at the concepts of the last two matches, I it is a lot better actually. I just like I think the problem for me is like I say that we watched 08 and I just preferred the one in 08. Yeah, I can I can see that. We then move on to another video package. For, no video packages for SmackDown no, for Raw. Uh, this is John Cena video package that's similar to the last one that we had earlier. It's basically just showcasing Cena's history. I've always the. I think it's, it was weird when they said he's a three-time champ. I know it felt really yeah. odd, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt quite established considering he'd been on the main roster five years at this point. I was going to say it's weird to think like you get the classic line in here, don't you, of the ruthless aggression thing that I don't know if anyone's watched it on the any of you listeners on the network have watched it that they've pushed quite a lot, haven't they? Yeah. And they actually have an episode on that. And then, like you said, to think it was only five years ago before before this point is is a bit mad, really. Yeah. Well, I think it, it held his third title for like three hundred days, on not Oh, you could tell he was becoming. You could tell he was becoming into the star that he that we all know today. Yeah, yeah. So that was another video package, and we move on to the uh, the only ECW match on the cards. We've got John Morrison, who's just been crowned the champion against uh, CM Punk. Now John Morrison is only forty now. 
Oh, he was really young at the time. He was yeah. in Tough Enough, wasn't he, with uh, when Bob Holly beat everyone up? Yeah. Looks favourite, Bob Holly. He's not even on the card. Oh, oh, it's just because it's, it's, it's just a prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's released an autobiography, by the way. I'd love you to read that and have a oh, review. He has. Yeah. He has released one, eh? If it's we not... get to um, 55 star reviews, I'll read it and do a, a special bonus edition review. A special uh, YouTube well, bonus review. Yeah. So everyone, right, do it right now. Get it. Get it on. Feels... We want to listen to this. Do it right now. Just do five stars. You don't have to leave a comment. Just do five stars because we all need to see that. <laughs> Story yeah, so... time with Lou. Yeah. So John Morrison's only just become Morrison. It was obviously Johnny Nitro before that. He won the title at Vengeance 2007. He's obviously... A certain person's replacement. We don't need to discuss anything anything more of that. It's Chris put my own because he um God's sake. Killed his wife. Killed <laughs> his wife. I was going to say, say Chris. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Let's just move on. He doesn't deserve any mentions whatsoever. Who done Chris Benoit? Yeah. Let's so just move on. You need the context of Chris Benoit to understand why this match happened. <laughs> You're both a disgrace. We don't need the context. So there was a bit, uh, a little video package for this. John, John Morrison asking what CM Punk stands for. I believe it stands for Chick Magnet. I think is this so, the yeah. first mention of Punk, by the way, on the on our podcast? I think it is, isn't it? Uh, no, it was in the um, One Night Stand that we did. Yeah. It was in that uh, match, right? Right. Yeah. There we go then, second information. Um, CM Punk apparently says he doesn't like any of the matches he has with John Morrison, and I would kind of agree with him. The styles are too different. I thought this match would be really, really good. On paper, this seems really, really good, and I don't think it delivered whatsoever. I mean, they do only get eight minutes, and the finish is crap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just go to the... Not, a lot really happens in the match. So uh, Punk goes, does like a springboard on the top rope and he jumps and then Morrison hits him with like a knee. But it just looks like, like we were saying earlier, John Morrison just looks like he's been cross-bodied and then he wins. Blue. No one really reacted to it either. No, well, that's because no. John Morrison was only, he just came across. He was the last minute replacement and he won it. And obviously he didn't know what had happened that night when he, he did win it. Yeah. But yeah, to clarify, it was that Chris Benoit had uh, been involved in a series of murders. <laughs> but then, <laughs> from there, it was just, I, it felt a bit flat, and I think this was the start of downturn for ECW in, in general. And it I, takes, it should have it, it just put the title on Punk tonight and just forgotten it, about it, to be honest. It, it, takes, wouldn't have it, John Morrison, it? it wouldn't have hurt John Morrison that much. Just put the title on Punk straight away. It took him ages to win it. I don't think he won it until, like, November. It, yeah, it, it, it just takes... it just took so long, and he won it on like a random episode of ECW in the end. He lost again at SummerSlam, I think, and he lost again. And it was just 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 put the title on CM Punk, making the face of the brand, and forget that it's all happened. But the more that you've still got this guy who's champion, who only won it because of what what who happened, who shouldn't have been champion. Yeah, and it, it it just the more you have to remember it, the more you have to remember that you know, obviously Chris Myers involved in the series of murders before this show. So so it was just that. Yeah, for me, just put a title on Punk and get get rid of it. I, just forget this ever happened. Would, believe, would have been my idea. And then you steal the John Morrison change afterwards if you're going to do it. I believe Punk was meant to win it at Vengeance. I, I, I thought it was Benoit who was going to win it because he was going to be the face of the brand, wasn't he? He was an XCW guy. And I think it would have been I, similar to his, his feud with MVP before this way. It was the making of MVP. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Either way, though, the yeah. title reign is tainted, isn't it? Because, like you say, the guy shouldn't have been champ in the first place. He was never, there was never a plan to be the champ. 
And obviously what happened, yeah. it, it put him as champ. And then, like you say, he's then carried on with it. it yeah, I, I thought they should just... Yeah, I, I get why he did that, because he didn't know what happened that night when he... Yeah, when no, he no, I, I get, I get then it. just yeah. tonight, just put it on Punk and forget yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I also noticed that Taz almost called him Jim Morrison. So that's, yeah. what it's, that's what it was based on. Yeah, it? well, that's it. But obviously, it's called John Morrison, but it, Taz just goes, Jim, John Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I mean, bless, God bless Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> Jazz might have done a better job. <laughs> he had one match, Taz. What was he playing at? <laughs> to be fair, it must be an easy job to be an ECW commentator. I mean, what, like, one match a night. So he's done seven and a half minutes worth of work. It's annoying because I think Taz is the best color commentator out of all three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because so, he's not, he's not perfect, and he's not a piece of shit. Well, yeah, there you go then. He's, yeah. he's in the middle somewhere, somewhere in the middle of that. He wasn't in it much longer. He only had like a year left, didn't he? Yeah. Was, Did he, he go to CNA after that? Went to CNA, was coming to. He was Samoa Joe's manager at first, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he'd be quite a good manager. To be fair, I've not seen him as Brian Cage's manager in AEW, but I imagine he's quite a good manager. He was part of it aces and eights as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think it was like the. The heel commentator for his, I don't think he had a big role in him. I just thought this match would have been better. I mean, if Punk didn't like it, because I, I really like John Morrison. I like him now he's come back. I liked him, yeah. especially, especially when he was Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground. Yeah, he just wasn't over at this time. No. And he kind of, yeah, obviously a hot shot, didn't he? I don't know if he was meant to win it later on after this change, but everything just seems to happen really quickly and a bit out of the blue. Um, yeah. Just in 2019, just looking through his matches, he once wrestled a match as Johnny Penis at WrestleCon Jerry Ryan's penis party. Yeah, there we go. He wrestled a match with Taya Valkyrie and beat Penta L Zero, M and Ray Phoenix. The the more you can hear, like, you know, all those stories about Jerry Ryan, like, how did no one spot it? Yeah, literally everything everything about him was about fucking dicks. He's an absolute piece of shit, isn't he? Yeah. Genuinely didn't even realise that, so my bad. Jerry Ryan is a piece of shit. There we go. So we'll move on from, from that match. We go to another video package. Uh, this time it's of uh, Dusty Rhodes against Randy Orton. So this match come about because Randy Orton sort of introduced himself to Dusty Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Slapped him, basically. So they've been disrespectful. Uh, challenged uh, Dusty to work. Disrespectful. <laughs> challenged into a match uh, and Dusty said I'll do it but it's going to be on my terms and they picked a Texas Bull Road match Randy Orton's music I know he didn't like it but I prefer it I think it's great I prefer yeah, I, I prefer it as a piece of music but as a, the, his nuances his character are a lot better yeah maybe, maybe. I just I just like I just always think of that one is that one night stand where he's against Cat Angle and he yeah. does, and he's got all the gold fireworks. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's just absolutely glorious. So Dusty comes out uh, with his cowbell wrapped around him again. Uh, they take ages, but they tie it up. Dusty uses all his old tricks, so he's like tripping Orton up with it. Uh, Orton tries to roll aside, and Dusty pulls him back in, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> then pulls him into the ring post. Um, Dusty's beating up outside, but they go back into the ring, and Orton grabs the bell and starts. Uh, Smashing the strap knee of, of Dusty. He then hits Dusty with a bell to the head and wins via pinfall. They only go five minutes, but after the match, he goes to do his punt on Dusty, but uh, Cody Rhodes comes down and makes the save. What did we think, Lou? Madness, what you expected from a Dusty Rhodes match in 2007? Yeah, it's, it just looked like he was having a great time, didn't he? The old Dust. <laughs> uh, when he was doing his bionic elbows and stuff. Uh, 
Well, it would have been nicer because this was his final match, wasn't it? It would have been nicer if it was more in the Heartland, so the um, you know, the old WCW territories. Yeah. Just so, just so the crowd got a bit more into it. Because I think he was doing some stuff. Like, if he did it in Atlanta or something, everyone would have really popped for it. Yeah. But in San Jose, no, it was just a bit like... You know, there was one point where he was going to use the cowbell and he decided, no, I'm going to use the bionic cowbell. Mm. And it should have got a, got a good pop, but it didn't really. So it would be nice if he did it in, like, in the, the WCW or the NW Highlands, like Georgia or something like that. Really. But it was... Yeah, it was, a, it was an all right match. It was it was a nice way for Dustin to finish his, his career, I think. Putting someone over like he should do. Looked like he had a good time doing it. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I got I noticed I got one star from our Big Dave. What was he expect? Yeah, I don't know. There's another, another one where I disagree with his one star rating as well later on. But um, well, That's what's wrong with his star ratings. Because he, yeah. he, I think Joe Entry said it on a song, was it Straight to Hell on Call Holiday? Yeah. He, he said... Yeah. It depends on what the match is there for. So it's yeah. n- obviously it's not the same as Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, but it's it. never gonna yeah. be, and it's never supposed to be. Yeah, but no, I I, I just thought it was good. It was you could see Dusty enjoying himself. I thought got the crowd behind him, and, and Randy Orton won him in quite easy fashion when you think about it. Yeah, obviously Dusty got his, his spots in, but then Randy Orton won, and he, he went over. Because I think he was just stalling, weren't they? It seemed like on this pay per view in general. Obviously, we'd start at like the, the Ben Myerson, but it just seemed like the whole company was in disarray with the amount of people who were out injured. Yeah. So it looked like a lot of these storylines were just kind of last minute fillers. Like, I can't imagine this was ever the plan long term to put Dusty Rhodes in a match. No, because um, he'd already seemed to have done his legend kill a bit. Yeah. Before as well, didn't he? Yeah, but it was a good, so it was a good filler in that sense. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, I thought it was. So, Peter, what did you think of the, of the bull rope match? In the video package beforehand, Cody Rhodes reminded me of Anakin Skywalker. Just there and he's not doing a lot. <laughs> okay. Just, just shit, isn't he? <laughs> like, like, Cody, in the film, he goes, I don't like sand. I can imagine fucking Cody Rose just going, I don't like sand. As well, with his stupid boot, boot polished hair. It looks so jet black as well, doesn't it? Ridiculous, man. Um, but the match itself, I thought, was okay. <laughs> like you said, Dusty was just having a, a bloody good time, wasn't he? But yeah, I do like the stipulation of a bull rope match because obviously it does make you have to be a bit more creative because you're tied together. Not look, well by by the wrist. I think you could have them really good or really bad. It depends. Dusty Rhodes knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are just it's a normal match, but they're tied together. But yeah, the, the, it doesn't work. But this this one obviously did because he did all the rope spots. Like the one way he pulled his arm underneath his legs. So basically yeah, yeah. Randy himself in the balls. That was quite yeah. good. Although there was a massive sleeper hold in the middle of this fucking yeah. match, wasn't there? Of course, but, it's a Randy Orton match. Like. Well, yeah. But I, the, the, the sound of the cowbell hitting Dusty Rhodes in, in the cranium, baby, was absolutely brutal, wasn't it? I think it, that's what's it, good about the cowbell, is that the ding it makes when you clock somebody in the head with it. I'm sure I read and, this match being a lot bloodier. I don't know why. It was not at all, is it? But... But it's just Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. We expect there to be loads it's, of blood. It's great. I remember as well, the, maybe at the time they were just building up to it being like really bloody and it just obviously. Was this a, were they still doing blood at this point? No, I don't think so. Uh, you'd have definitely had some in this match, wouldn't you? Otherwise? I thought I didn't turn properly PG until the year after. I think maybe they were just coming down with it then. Yeah, I think you. I think Vince has never liked it, it, has he? No, well he banned it in the nineties, didn't he? As well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is barbaric to be honest. But, um, if you take it out of context, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I just just cut yourself this resume. You just <laughs> slice your forehead open. It's just if you take it completely out of context, yeah, yeah. it just is madness. It's absurd. Yeah. 
But I do like how Dusty Rhodes' music starts with a cowbell as well. It was his batch, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm disappointed they didn't come out and do the old stare like he used to on the games where he used to come out and do a little stare of like a little pot or something like that. Great, isn't it? Do the old stare. No, he did a little bit of boogie woogie at the top, didn't he? Yeah, but not the usual. Ah! What has he done? What has he done here? So he stood up to try and do this staring thing that we can't see because he's got a bloody background on his Skype. And he's hurt himself somehow. How did you hate yourself then? <laughs> because my headphone wire got caught under my desk and almost ripped my head off. <laughs> that's that'd good, been, baby. That would have been a YouTube exclusive, wouldn't it? I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Terry Peters, um, we Terry didn't Fish. see... We didn't, sorry, it's Mr. Fish. We didn't see any of that because your background got in the way. Good. <laughs> so we Worth didn't it, actually then. see why you stood up. <laughs> Worth it, baby. Worth uh, it, I mean, uh, Dusty did do his little boogie-woogie when he was in that sleeper hole, didn't he? To try and get out of it. Yeah, he did. It, I don't like the arm-flailing thing, though. You know, where you look like I'm wacky waving for arm tube flailing man when they're quite clearly coming out from being knocked out. But, yeah. I don't know. It, it had the Dusty fun in it. And I enjoyed seeing a bionic elbow. Yeah, it's the dream, isn't it? It's what you, it's what you want. Moving on from that, we're actually going to some more serious stuff. So this is uh, the world title video package. So... It was originally supposed to be uh, Edge champion against Kane, but there's a Mardi Gras celebration for Edge. Kane beats him up. I think he tears his pectoral muscle, so Edge has to be stripped of the title, which I thought was really good because normally they strip the title, it's all real sad. But Edge was like, "You're actually moving on from me this quickly. Yeah, you're not even going to respect me." So still carried on his character because normally it's just is the belt. And I can't remember when, he, when did he come back? He co- so he comes back, I believe, because he comes back in the feud with Taker and Batista. I think it might be. Is oh, it the Survivor it's Series? It's a cameraman. Yeah, so Taker and Batista are having a match, I think. And he comes. Yeah, he's dressed, he, as, he's dressed as a cameraman. He Undertaker. Isn't he back for Survivor Series? Yeah, it's Survivor Series, yeah. It's the that's a really Survivor good pay view. Yeah. And then he wins it in a triple threat. Yeah. Uh, whatever pay-per-view it is. Um, yeah, so Edge is, is stripped of the, of the title. And then the same night, there's a 20-man battle royal for the belt. There's a great Cali win, wins that. He eliminates Kane and Batista last. So Batista was originally going to face Cali after he answered an open challenge because uh, Batista was banned from facing Edge while Edge was champion. So he was banned from going for the title while it was Edge. After losing at Vengeance, which is like his third chance, I think. So he'd lost three before. So Kane thinks he deserves a match. Batista thinks he deserves a match because he was going to do it. So Teddy Long uh, does what he always does and says, you go one-on-one one with the Undertaker. <laughs> 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 he put him in a tag team match. No, he didn't do that either. Oh, yeah. He actually made a triple threat this time, which is <laughs> we was all shocked. <laughs> so we've got Great Carly against Batista against Kane in, in the World of which Championship match. I'm a massive Batista mark. I love everything Batista does. And I thought this match was great as well. I just love his entrance. It's all about having a good entrance. Yeah. This is up there with a great entrance. Legendary, isn't it? This is the famous one, famous show where Cali holds up his belt upside down. This is twice, twice. a day now. They have to cut twice. out the bloody... They have to cut out the video package because they did it when he won the bloody Battle Royal. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, does it again? Idiot, idiot. What's he doing? Why, why is he a champion? This was a bit... I remember at the time it was really disappointed they put the belt on him. Because yeah. he was obviously rubbish. Didn't even dare have him on live pay-per-view shows most of the time. Certainly not in a one-on-one match. They, well, should, they, 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 they could have took the. They should have put it on someone like Matt Hardy or MVP. 
at this point. It, it really should. Been to easy W, eh? Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's just not very good, is he? No. It, it, yeah, it was disappointing. It was disappointing that he returned here as well. But yeah, yeah. Uh, an interesting fact about Great Carly though. He was uh, signed to WCW before it went bust. Ah. He also wrestled for New Japan. Did he hold titles upside down there as well? No, he had a, he had a six star classic, didn't he? He won. He won the three man tag in New Japan with uh, someone called Giant Silver and uh, Masahiro Chono. Is it Chono? I can't remember his name. Don't know. But yeah, he won titles with yeah, a. Yeah. And also, while we're on, uh, Great Kali comes out with Ranjin Singh, and Ranjin Singh is now. Um, the senior vice president of creative writing in WWE. You say he's still sticking around. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Is it, is it Dave? Is it Dave's in it? Dave Singh. Is it Dave Singh? I don't no, know. Dave, Dave Kapar, isn't it? Isn't that? Is that? Yeah, right. So sorry. Back onto Great Carly. So as Giant Singh, he was uh, in a tag team with Giant Silver, who was seven foot three, uh, and with Masahiro Chono, um, they won whatever their three man tag belt is. Yeah, good for them guys. Wasn't Giant good. Silver like, in WE and like the attitude here with Earthquake who was dressed up as the guy obsessed with South Park in the oddities and Kagan? Possibly. I don't I'm know. sure that was a thing. And I think they had my favourite Luna Vishan so with the, them as well. They were the tallest tag team in professional wrestling history with an average height of seven foot two and a half inches and combined with eight hundred and five pounds. And they actually wrestled at the Tokyo Dome and beat a team consisting of uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenzo Suzuki, Watsuru Inoue, Yutaka Yoshi, uh, and Yutaka Yoshi in a handicap match. Wow. Yeah, he was. He was part How of many stars York. did he get? I don't know. This giant silver actually pinned Tanahashi and Inoue at the same time. He wow. was. He was part of the oddities in 97-98 with Kagan, who was 7 foot, and Golga, who was Earthquake, who is 6 foot 7. But Golga was obsessed with uh, so legit pharmacy wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that he, he had to cover his tattoo up on his arm because apparently it's um, disrespectful to have a yeah, tattoo and sumo or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, she was right. Ranjin Singh is Dave Kapoor. Dave Kapoor, knew it. So, so you might know, you say about Kali, he must be one of the world's best wrestlers because he wrestled in New Japan. Yeah. He beat Tanahashi. Six guy classic, didn't he? I thought this match was booked as well as this match could ever be booked. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. The, you're always limited when you've got the great Carly in the ring to start with, because, as we've said, he's not very good. I think they protected him as well as they could. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought know, it was I a agree. good match, I thought it was. I, uh, when, you, when I, I looked at it on paper, and I saw you got one star from the melts. He's got one star? one star? Yeah. I was just a bit like, ah. Oh. But no, I thought it was really good. I, think I, Batista, I, I, I don't know why though, he's giving it one star here. Batista got a lot of stick. In, that, in the internet wrestling community, outrageous. He got a lot. He, it, it was honestly, it was. Oh, and and actually, the main event was the same. It was like you know, like the treatment Roman gets now. It's like he can't wrestle. It's just like same, same now. It just happens to every top star, guaranteed. It's, but it's it was, ridiculous. It was really bad. Like Batista got no credit whatsoever at this point. I, I Batista is in my top five of all time. I mean, I mean, I don't know. But that's because when I restarted watching wrestling again, Batista was the top guy. You know what well, you're saying? You like your favourites, don't you? You like your, when you were a kid and you, what you grew up with. That's everyone's favourite era. 
I think it's it's you know like you're saying your mate um, saw Paige for the first time. Yeah. When she won the title, I'm pretty sure I'm like that with Batista because <laughs> he was the was the top guy. I mean, but no, screw it because he had a great match with Undertaker at WrestleMania. He did. So this match, uh, obviously building up Cali as this monster. So he's like dominating at the start. Kane and Batista then sort of work together and put him through an announce table. I really like that. Sort of weird choke slam slash flapjack thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I really like that though because again, it, it's clever that they're trying to get rid of the big man who's obviously more powerful than the pair of them. Yeah, so the uh, Kenny Batista's fighting all in the ring. I like how they were still around for ages, though, like not knowing what to do, and then Kenny just landed yeah. <laughs> Batista. <laughs> it was like the buff had gone. What was going next? And Kenny just went, yeah, sorry, I just pushed it. Pushed I, I, I he probably Kane. missed his cue or something. I don't know if Kane purposely does it, but I think Kane is one of the funniest like wrestlers. He's tagged him with Big Show the year before. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, and he got split up because of the stupid May 19th thing. Yeah. On May 19th next year, we're doing a Kane retrospective. We're, no, we're doing See No Evil. No, that, yeah, it can be you on the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> so Lou's got Bob Holly's autobiography. I've got at See No Evil. What have you got? I have to deal with you two every week, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Terry, Terry Fish does not enjoy that comment. Terry Fish. <laughs> What off are you, Terry Fish? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm making sense. Yes, um, he, he has fish. He had salmon for breakfast. You know the man. <laughs> salmon for breakfast. He wants a can of tuna for his tea. <laughs> it's Terry fucking fish, and you respect the name, right? Terry Fish, baby. <laughs> Absolutely gross. Um, what so you yeah, do um, with Terry Fish? Runs wild on you, brother. Opens a can on you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened here? What's going on here? He's gone. Two fish is gone. He's back. He's Two back fish. in the water. He, he, he's breathing again now. He's oh, back Christ. in the water. Bloody hell. I don't, right. Carrying on with this match. Um, so Carly comes back into, into the ring. Kane then chokes, slams him. Batista does a spine buster, but they can't put him away. Yeah, Batista bought, there's a Batista bomb on Kane that Kylie pulls Batista out and just obliterates him into the steps. Kylie then hits his double hand choke slam on Kane. I don't know if this was purposely, but Michael Cole kept calling all the choke slams just slams. Michael Cole probably thinks it's called a halluva kick in the next week, though, don't he? Let's be honest. I couldn't remember if he'd caught because I noticed it on the last one, on the replay. He says, You ever seen anybody get up from a slam like that? When well, do you reckon it's because Kane? of the Benoit thing again? Yeah, but that's yeah. what I was thinking. Is it because it of the way Joe? Yeah. yeah, I think it would have been. They, yeah. were, they, were really, they got rid of everything, didn't they? Because I think yeah. um, ECW's theme tune was like the boys at the floor and they got rid of yeah, that. Yeah, that went. Yeah. They really yeah. censored it after that. I mean, it's. Yeah. They've obviously. I mean, this is like less than a month afterwards, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like three weeks so, afterwards. So I was, think yeah. any sort yeah. of reference of choking or bodies or anything that like that has gone on it. I did very, think that. Very strange time when you were watching it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you get Carly wins after pinfall after his uh, double hand jokes on Kane. I Ten thought, minutes. I thought it went, went a bit too start. short. Yeah. I would have liked another five minutes of this. No, I think this went as long as it needed to. Because I, I think Carly's not very good. There was, there was one bit that really annoyed me was that when Batista had it won, and Greg Kelly broke it up before it was even a bloody one count. You've got to wait till a two count. Get a bit yeah, of drag on that. I think, I think to get an extra five minutes out of it, when Carly gets back up, 
they put him through another table. That's the way I'd have done yeah, it. Yeah, they've done and, that And before, then let Batista was... and Kane go at it. Cause what match was it? Oh, thing. was it Brock Lesnar? Where? Was it Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose put him through like all three tables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just him. They're not doing that absolutely mental fatal five-way, which was Lesnar, Strowman, Joe, Reigns, and Finn Balor. Is that where they covered Lesnar in like the table? covered somebody in a table, didn't they? That when Ben Strowman just throwing tables everywhere. I'm sure they put Lesnar for a couple of Possibly. Lines. Yeah, it might have been. They've definitely done a couple of times with Lesnar, I think. But yeah, they could have done with Greg Kelly. Yeah, I get that. But I thought, I thought it, it was as good as this match could ever be. Because you are obviously limited. Triple threats are hard enough anyhow. And then when you got the great Carly, who's the most limited man in the world. Yeah. But I do, I do think there is... Some, I enjoy just massive powerhouses just doing power moves on each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do normally. I just think Greg Kelly wasn't good enough. To yeah, no. So he, I mean, the guy can't was. even hold the bloody belt up the right way. I mean, he he forgot in an over the top rope match. Yeah, he over did. the top rope and went over the top rope. So. <laughs> this guy's got a rest. This guy's got a wrestling school now. Do you know what we should do? Yeah, we need yeah. To review that I, match actually. I think, the, I'm, I'm quite morbid, but um, someone died there, didn't he? he was, yeah. yeah. Was that at his wrestling school? Because didn't he yeah, kill so. he killed someone? Brian, Brian yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't his fault. It was the guy who the guy grabbed on where he shouldn't have. But yeah. Oh no, that was in that wasn't on his wrestling school. What, that was Brian in so Brian Long was 2001. Oh, yeah, I thought that was when he was... I thought he was a wrestling teacher before he came. Oh, I don't know. I think it's time, yeah. It was in all pro wrestling, it was. But apparently they used to edit his matches in India to make him look stronger. Yeah, Brian
Right. Whereas this tells you when he's coming back and that's what ruins it. I don't mind the vignettes to say he's getting better, harder and stronger yeah. or whatever. But then it was the surprise element. And you could have done that in 2006 because social media isn't what it is today. You won't get away with it now. But to me, don't just do it unexpected. That's the that's the beauty of wrestling. And that's why that return to me is one of the gr- greatest returns. I, can, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm playing devil's advocate. It's probably just to get more eyes on it. They also had Rey Mysterio return at the same SummerSlam. Really? Even though he's on the poster for this one. Even though he's not on it at all. Yeah. Triple H um, on the poster for SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, and we, yeah, Rey Mysterio's got really overshadowed. And also he decided to paint his entire body silver for some reason. Who, Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Uh, maybe this way, yeah, maybe whinging about the silver surfer. I think it was the silver surfer. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I, just, I, he, I don't like That's one of my Room 101 or Straight to Hell, whatever you call it. Is superhero slash video game inspired outfits. It's been done to death. Stop it. He's right. against Rey Mysterio is against Chava, and then Triple H is against the next man that we see. Who King is? Booker. Booker. So, he, so um, the vignette ends. King Booker comes out, claims he's the one true king. Says pretty much Triple H isn't isn't the king, which does start a feud off, I believe, doesn't it? Um, that's, that's who he's against at SummerSlam. Yeah. The Booker then turns his attention onto the other king in the room, Jerome Lawler. <laughs> I I looked it, like I just w- thought I was living a lie and thought he was always called Jerry. He's he's actually just called Jerry, so I don't know where Jerome came from. <laughs> just, Do you know what I mean? I I just assumed oh maybe I've been living a lie and I always thought his name was just Jerry, and it's not. Yeah. No, it's King Booker. It, he's it? it, just no, his, his actual name's Gerald. Gerald Lawler. Gerald. <laughs> Big Jerry. Either either way, certainly not Jerome. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Booker wants him to to bow and lay his crown down at his feet. Obviously, Lola refuses. So Booker calls him calls it treason and then leaves. <laughs> Great so, stuff. Well, I I thought he was going to attack him. I think we all thought he was going to attack him. Didn't he attack Batista at the SummerSlam thing though, and then lose and end up with a black eye? Was that this year? Oh, Booker Lola. T. Oh no! Yeah. I just thought, what was the point in Booker T coming out and saying that? To him? So Booker T literally threatening people, well, and you say no, he walks off. It's obviously in it to do the Triple H thing, but the I think because Jerry Lawler's there, he's obviously just thinking, right? Well, there's two kings here. I'm a king. We'll try. I and remember he slapped him or something. No, no, I agree. But yeah. otherwise, it'd have just been a pointless thing when it's come out and just goes, Triple H, you're not a king. I am, and then just leave yeah. Jerry Lawler quite clearly there in hindsight. They a had a feud on TV, these two. And I remember at the time, because Booker T left not long after this, because the original plan was just for Lawler and Booker T to feud. And then someone was like, oh, maybe we should bring Triple H into it because he's the King of Kings. And it kind of killed the storyline. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the reasons Booker ended up going to TNA. But, like, even Shamil should have slapped him or something. You know what I mean? I just, I just, yeah. You shouldn't have just left. Yeah, it's very strange, wasn't it? Like, why was it there? Yeah. So you're just threatening people and then leaving. I, mean, oh, I always, yeah, I always, I always want to see... Out. I always want to see more Booker, but yeah, it was, it was strange. Yeah, so that was in between the two main events, apparently. <laughs> We've then got the, the real main event, the one they've been building up all the way through, Cena versus Lashley. So there's a video package, and they've got like sort of wrestlers, ex-wrestlers, and well, ex-wrestlers, and then one current wrestler <laughs> talking about how it's a dream match. So there's like Stone Cold, uh, Batista, Ric Flair, Mick Foley, JBL. Um, they're all talking it up as this huge dream match. They do make it seem sort of sports like it's like a tail of the tape where they show all the stats um, it just makes Lashley look like he hadn't done much though like one of his things was he won the battle of the billionaires that was a big deal at the time though yeah that was yeah. a big deal wasn't it it'd be a, a winning for a former well for a president of the United States 
I wonder if he regrets that now. Yeah, I wonder um, yeah. who would have thought that. I wonder if he has a mask on. Yeah, but, but I mean, after that, we do get Austin Stun and the Donald. So. Yeah, that's true. And we also get the classic, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely worth it. We then get to the to the main event then. So Bobby Lashley against Cena. Lashley comes out first. And then Cena, this is like Cena's, he, he is the polarising guy now, isn't he? He's getting yeah. booed. So we watched that one in 2005. The fans were still on his side, but this is like proper he in seems the middle. To get, I thought he got a lot of cheese and halfway through the match, he seems to get a lot more booze. So. Yeah, you can always tell the Cena guy. Yeah, the kids I think, the I think though, cheer, cheer is like outweigh booze, though, don't they? Because obviously cheer is quite a high-pitched noise, isn't it? And yeah. boo, so cheer is always drown out a boo, but booze during the match. No one ever cheers, do they, at the same time to drown yeah, it out? It's so easier it's to just boo for longer, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, you can have boo, but whoa. It's just yeah. It's more effort. Yeah, I feel you there. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Right. It's like Dusty Rhodes is there. Cutting his promo again, isn't he, Moen? Have we finished? You seem to get out of your system. You want to do one more to get out of your system each? <laughs> Please. Oh! Two fish. I'm good. You're good, right? Thank you. <laughs> Can we carry on with the wrestling now? Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Christ. Do you know what I have to pull up every bloody week? <laughs> um, so no, nice. You knew it was coming, but you'd love to see it. <laughs> I was going to kick him then, but he's on the, the camera. Cam- you can see him prepping for it coming all the way. He's building up. I was going to kick him, but he's the one uh, recording it. So yeah. I don't know if it would ruin the recording if I kicked him. Yeah. Would well, have been justified, I think. Well, um, you know. so, the, so the match starts. Obviously, they're building up how strong these two are. Absolute powerhouses. So they uh, start off with test of strength. And you don't often see Cena get out muscled. I mean, what are you seeing, isn't he? Because you don't ever think of Cena as a big guy, but he's probably legit this one of the strongest guys ever to wrestle. I like to test his strength, though. I, I, I do on you a big match. Not, you don't see him much nowadays either, do you? Which is a shame, I think. I, I do on a match like this, where it's a big deal, and it but looks like they're feeling each other out. The problem is that you're never going to see Brock and Drew do a test of strength, are you? I think you maybe should. I know. I'm not saying. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't. I think you should, but you're not going to see it, are you? It's never. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's never going to go. No. Yeah, I, Brock Lesnar's not a type of wrestler, is he? No. It's just going to be smash mouth in your face. With these two, I know. He's more of the athleticism than the ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like it when the crowd was real because the crowd were up for this, real anticipated, and then the match starts and they're doing this. I think the crowd get right into it. Um, the commentary team are really putting over Lashley here. Saying, yeah, I, if I hadn't known the result, I would have thought that Lashley probably was the one to defraud Cena. Probably should have been. Yeah, I think I think that because um, he, he dominates like yeah. real large. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta strike while you're in tight, aren't you? Yeah. Not a bit of time, just do it. Even he kicks out the fu. I mean, Cena does protect it. He doesn't pin him straight away, does he? Yeah. Um, there's a bit I really liked where Lashley goes for a spear and Cena reverses it into the STFU. Yeah. I just, you could just get it. People say Cena can't wrestle. You, you can't do that unless you're coordinated. If Cena then kicks out of another spear later on, uh, and then finally Cena wins after an FU from the top rope, which he, he doesn't. He only does it for you know big names. Can't it's like a super FU, in it. Yeah. I mean, this might have been the first time he ever did it, wasn't it? Yeah. It's super FU. Yeah. yeah. I don't recall him doing it. I know he did it. The only other time I can remember is AJ Styles. Yeah. I'm sure he was it. 
between there because the FU everyone kicks out now, don't they? High attitude adjustment, as it's called. Yeah. The, the thing is that I think that makes again Lashley look real strong because it's had to take it from the top rope to beat him rather than just a standard one. And yeah. when you yeah. think he did a standard one on Big Show for the US title at WrestleMania 20, that just shows Lashley to be an absolute monster, doesn't it? Yeah, I I sort of agree with you both. Lou, I think Lashley should have won, but because he didn't, I think this is the way he should have lost. If you're going to yeah. have him lose, this should have been the way. It, basically, what we're saying is, whatever outcome is, it was right by the way it was done. Yeah. So if Lashley won, then it's fine because he's the one that should have picked up the title. But the way he lost, it was fine as well because it made both men look strong. Ah, oh, it really put him over if he kicked out of this, though, wasn't it? Oh, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but then again, I guess Cena wasn't as over as he is now. You got to remember that as well. Yeah, I wasn't as established as he is now. I'd only yeah. been in the title scene for two years himself. Well, whereas you think nowadays, if to do that, I would suggest to make it look even better, you'd have to do two or three of them if you really wanted to make the loser look strong. But then yeah. also keep the the, the, yeah. the title on Cena. Yeah, I, but you, you want to make the loser look strong, but you don't want to make the champion look weak. So if he's doing yeah. loads of them, you don't want to make the FU look weak, do you? No, no, but that's what I mean. So you just do two. Two is a happy medium then, isn't it? Yeah. But this was the longest match on the card. It went 14 minutes. Cena wins. After the match, they shake hands. Lashley, I like that. But Lashley gets injured um, soon after this, and he's gone in 2008. Which there was a, there was yeah, a bit in this as well. Heavy, there yeah. was a bit in this as well where the spear is turned into the STFU. We've gone through this. I know, but I, I'm just saying I really liked it. <laughs> We've already said how much we liked it. Where was you like a minute ago? Uh one in the game, was it? <laughs> God save Are you talking to you mean fish? No, I was looking at football scores. God <laughs> save fish. Get your eye on, on, on the prize. Around, what did we I'm, say earlier this week? Wrestling around comes before everything else. I'm, I'm back in the water now. It's good. Christ. Oh, they flush you away in a minute. <laughs> like a dead goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the bloody toilet flush you away. I really liked Lashley Cena. I don't know what old Meltzy will I give it. Give it four stars. Four. Good. Four stars, yeah. Deserved it, I thought. Lou, what did what did you think of the main event? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've definitely not seen this before. I don't think. I yeah, I enjoyed the presentation all the way through. Um, and then yeah, just just really enjoyed it. it really got into it. the crowd were really super into it. Yeah, I actually could have won. You could have really made him because sometimes I think that they have a habit now of not pulling the trigger when they should. Um, Drew McIntyre should have won the title earlier on. Yeah, this guy and um, same, same with Strowman. Yeah, Strowman and Ryback, I'm thinking as well. Yeah, he's on the absolute tear. So yeah, maybe we should do with Lashley. Maybe he went left. I don't know why he left. I think Jim I Ross did a podcast on him this week actually, but I've not listened to it. Yet. I couldn't find any information. He just said he, he yeah. left. I think Jim Ross's podcast this week was about Bobby Lashley, so we might find out if we listen to it. Yeah. Um, so go listen to that after you've listened to our over 16 episodes. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a good match. Just power, power moves, just hitting each other, athleticism really put Lashley over. Thought it could have gone one step further, but for what it was and for the way he won it, it was good. What I didn't like was the handshake at the end because I don't think anyone else had beef. Yeah. So why why was the hell like, oh should I shake your hand? Should I not? I thought it was mutual respect to say. Yeah, it, you, it was. Me. I, I, I don't get why it. Cena was hesitating so much. Yeah, it made Cena like a bit of a dick, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I just found it weird, that was all. Unless, unless he was worried that Lashley might attack him, because he didn't, because he obviously yeah. knows he's just been through a match with Lashley and knows what power he's got. 
Yeah, but no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good ending to the show. It's one of the better matches we reviewed in a while, I think. Uh, Lashley started Mixed Martial Arts in the December 2008, and he was released in he was released in February 2008. So I wonder if it was maybe because he wanted to do Mixed Martial Arts. Yeah. And they wouldn't let him do both. Then he went to CNA, didn't he? And one did very well there, and now he's got MVP as his mouthpiece. I, I really like Lashley. I've always liked him. I didn't like him at this point. I I thought he was overbooked and overpushed, and it really annoyed me. I, I didn't like what they were trying to do with him at the time. I liked him to start with, and then, unfortunately, I just got a bit sick and tired of him because his mic skills weren't the best. If he'd have had a mouthpiece and just... Yeah, well, speak, they were, they were just trying to replace it. Lesnar, weren't they? Yeah. They could have a manager as well if they were just you know, then, just fully rip off the gimmick if doing that. The thing is, though, then, like... They take the piss out of his voice because they go hard-hitting, soft-spoken. It's like, you're already killing him. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because his voice doesn't suit his stature, does it? And to break the master lock as well is just unforgivable. Chris Bassett's was shit, though, wasn't he? Yeah, I know, but I like the master lock challenge. <laughs> some, some army guy broke it, didn't it, before? Yeah, but he got in the balls, didn't he? Probably. I think, yeah, someone, someone interfered, so it wasn't like a, a proper yeah. one. This, that was the first clean break. To me, you want... I mean, I know I'm not suggesting The Undertaker or Triple H are going to do it, but you want someone of the highest stature, Bob, Bobby Lashley, but they've obviously done it for Bobby Lashley to push him onto that level, yeah, which he never then hit. I don't have an issue with that. I, I think he should have hit that level if the, the kind of left. I don't have an issue yeah. with those I think you've... Every, I'm going to slag off here, Piers, and I'm going to put you in the same bracket what as... Else, what else is new? In the same bracket as internet fans. People whinge about pushes, but how do you get somebody to the top about pushing them? No, no, what... And then I you'll know, say, I, I, if, if they're not winning every match, you'll say, well, Jinder Mahal or JBL, they just come out absolutely nowhere. No, I, I do agree with what you're saying, but I, I just think for me it was the one person to do it with. That, that, that's what it was. Don't ask me who I would have done it with, because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the roster at that time. But I, for me at that time, I just remember not liking Bobby Lashley a lot. So there you go. There you there, go. There, there's my fish food on that. Peter's, uh, what okay. is that? Peter's is, Peter's is dead wrong. <laughs> I, I, I've got no issues with him getting pushed. I think he, I think he should have been champion at this point. It's a damn shame he left. And it's a goddamn shame the way they booked him since he's come back. <laughs> at least he's lost his stupid headband. Yeah. And he, he's just, he's been saddled with a lot of crap. Since, especially since he's come back. I mean, he came back, though, at that and everyone was loving it when they that raw after mania. Yeah, yeah. With his new music, which is disappointing. Should get the old one. Yeah. Like oh, this this one had words today. I thought it's, it's yeah, generic, almost better, I, to be honest. This one very good. This one. They tried to tweak it a bit too much. Went before it was just the beginning. The beginning part of that. It was really good. But yeah, yeah. I think he's on his return. Yeah, he's not really done lousy. He's doing he's doing well now. Him and MVPs are really good. Because it's not about making a stable, but there's only them two in it, and they. I've never reached out to Shelton Benjamin at one point, didn't he? Trying to get Apollo Crews on it. Apollo Crews has been rumoured for ages, hasn't he? So maybe that's what'll happen at the pay per view. I don't know. Or maybe if um, is it Cedric Alexander ricochets team and with if he can yeah. maybe, maybe splits them up. Yeah. Thanks on those guys, but yeah, because MVP is kind of overshadowing at the moment. That's the issue, isn't it? I think he. I think a stable would be good. Yeah. Because, I mean, they look legit. I mean, Lashley is legit. His MMA record is 17-2. It's better than Lesnar's. Mm-hmm. Lesnar's is like five. That match is really good. I know Lashley's pushing for it, isn't he? But I don't think Lesnar's interested in coming back unless there's a crowd. And I don't think WWE want to waste him because he only has to do so many days, doesn't he? Yeah. 
I, I think that would be good. Imagine, yeah, like you say, if Lashley beats McIntyre later on, so give we give McIntyre six or seven months for the title. Yeah. And then Lashley beats him, and then you have your Lesnar Lashley match. I think that's that's money, isn't it? Sure, the way I'd watch that. So there we have it then. That was Great American Bash 2007. Terry Peters, sorry, Mr. Fish. What did you, what did you, what did you think of the pay per view as a whole? I thought the start and the ends were good. I th- I just thought the middle was a little bit lax in the Paul match and the women's match. Picked up a, ever so slightly the Jeff Hardy thing, but after that, I, th- I thought the main events were really good. What would you give it? A score out of ten. Six and a half. I would I would agree with that. Six and a half. I just I just felt like say the middle let it down just a little bit, and then you had that cheesy Candice Michelle bollocks as well. Yeah, because I, mean, I think I think on this. Well, the back, what, what was the aim of that, Peters? Uh, bonus in seats. <laughs> I think the, the thing was the bad was just bad on this as well, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was some stuff's better left in the past. Anything yes. on anything on the pole needs to get sacked off straight away, doesn't it? Bonus in seats needs to be left in seats as well. <laughs> yeah. hey, unless, it, unless it's Judy Bagwell on a pole, in which case we're all for like She was never on a she was never on a pole, was she? She, she was, was on a platform. And and there's definitely gonna be no bonus in seats when Judy Bagwell's <laughs> around. Maybe shrinkage in seats. <laughs> yeah. Right, swiftly moving on. Lou, what did you think of Great American Bash as a whole? Yeah, it was, like, it was just a basic pay per view with a with a good main event on it, really. There's nothing special now, I don't think it's that memorable. The main event was good, but it's just one of those ones, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'd think agree with the, the, I'd agree with the six, six and a half, something like that. Yeah, you know, it was all right, but you know, I watch, watch it again. It again. Yeah, 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 now I've, now yeah. I've watched it once, so I'll watch I it think again. that must be the first time as well that we've all agreed on the same score. Yeah, yeah, because Lou's actually seen sense ones because <laughs> it's not WCW, yeah, it's WCW. Not, not, def- not defending some of the bloody shite he's defended. Oh, you mean, yeah, well. Well, to be fair, we're not doing WCW for for at least a few weeks. So next week, we're doing Raw 1000. Lou, I imagine you'll love this because you love reunion shows. <laughs> All the nostalgia. Less wrestling, more segments. Yes, please. <laughs> there we go. Raw 1000. Say, Peters, excited? Yeah, this this is my pick, so I'm a bit nervous because I've not picked one for a while, but I've had a quick look. It's all right. Bloody three hours though, isn't it? The first of the three hour rolls. So. If it's if it's rubbish, everyone blame Terry Yeah, Peters. If it basically if it's crap, everyone blame the fish. <laughs> the fish. And not not Michael Fish. Yeah, because it could be hard. it could be cod awful. Oh, oh god. Christ. Well hopefully better well, than that one is uh the week after, SummerSlam ninety seven. Lou, have you seen it before? Yeah. I have not seen it now. I know it's somewhere Austin gets his neck injury. I've not watched the right lot from that era of wrestling. Weird time is this before I the. I might have seen some of it. So this is like the this is the period where they're getting their ass kicked by. Just before the attitude era, isn't it? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this. Is this the one where I think is this the one where all the hearts are in stipulation matches? The Heart Foundation. Yes. Possibly. Yeah. Oh no. The main event is Undertaker and Bret Hart with Michaels as referee. Yeah, I think yeah. sets it? up the first Hell in a Cell. And yeah. you've got Austin and Owen. I think there's a thing where the Bulldog and Shamrock. Yeah, all the I think it, I think it's they're all in title matches. Right. Yeah, I think they're all in title matches. I think that's what it is. But I'm excited to be doing the Big Four for the first time. Well, we've not really covered we've not really covered the Golden Era, have we either? No. To be fair, so it'd be nice to have a little bit of a change as well for in eras. We, yeah, I think this is the we haven't done any. Um, 
WWF from this period. I mean, we've done and, and we get uh, and we get two staples of the Attitude Era in the opening match as well. What's the opening match? Mankind versus Hunter Hells Helmsley. Well, there we go. Hurst Helmsley in a steel cage match. Well, there we go. In China, um, and appearance. I will I will check the menu of the Continental Airlines Arena. Before the show, yeah, make sure you do. Uh, wait to see where Raw 1000 was. <laughs> it's not the Cape oh. Belly, Hutchinson, or whatever, is it? It's the Scott Trade Centre in St. Louis, Missouri. So. Right, there we go. There we go, then. Yeah. So join, us, join us next week for the Raw 1000, a week after SummerSlam 97. But before we go, Lou, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Lou Markham on all uh, Twitter, Instagram, and now Twitch. I will stream one day, I promise. The Lunation. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at the Ross M. Do the announcement we've all been waiting for. Terry Fish, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Bell Nation, at Twitter on Bell Nation. You can find Terry Peters at at Ted's Fish Pod on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram at RL92. And and at Ted's Peters as well. No, Tess Peters isn't there. Tess Peters is now Tess Fish. Oh, yeah, you've said that. No, no, no. Tess Fish, Terry, Tess Peters is, is turned into Terry Fish Pod. Or Tess Fish Pod, Tess sorry. Fish Pod. You can follow the actual pod, not just Tess Fish. Um, at Wrestle Around, W-R-E-S Around on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at Wrestling Around. Uh, YouTube, Wrestling Around. Um, like, subscribe and share. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on, on there um, give us a review on iTunes um, Lou's going to end up reading Dad Cahola's book <laughs> says Fish is going to do some more uh, <laughs> more impressions um, if you've got an impression or uh, anything you want us to look at so we do do the anniversaries of shows so if there's a show you really like in September for instance then, then tell us and we'll, we'll have a look at covering it in September basically don't tell us an October show in the middle of July <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, make sure you listen to the show first. <laughs> um, but you can email us. Yeah, you can email us at wrestlingaroundoutlook.com or contact us anywhere on social media, Instagram, Twitter. We all we all go on all of them. Um, but yeah, this has been uh, the Wrestling Around Pod. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Mister Fish. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, join us next week to find out what Terry's new name will be. <laughs> um, um raw 1000 thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 